Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right. Welcome to the Whiskey and White Tales podcast, the show for those that hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. As always, I'm your host, Gus. I'm Matt. And uh, thank you to our Patreon for supporting us and doing all the awesome things they do. Thank you to the Waypoint Network for having us, and thank you... For listening, thank you for joining us. If this is your first time here, welcome. If not, welcome back. Um, we've got a good one for you today, guys. We have uh, Jay Hodge Productions, Mr. Justin Hodge himself. Matt, tell us a little bit about him. Absolutely, man. He's a he's a good podcast. We, he's very humble dude. So he doesn't uh, yeah. he doesn't make it seem like he's as huge as he is. But um, yeah, he's got over seven national covers for Saltwater Sportsman's Magazine. They're finalists in a Sitka Diverge photo contest, grand prize winner of the Gunner Kennels. With uh, like, he's been working on TV production, Sea Hunter TV, Outdoor Channel, Beat Mayhem. I mean, Discovery Channel shows. He's everywhere. He's great filmographer, great photographer, and uh, yeah. he's an all around really good dude. He really tells a great story through a lens, and uh, I was super fascinated by the technology and the production sort of uh, behind the scenes knowledge uh, with how they shoot stuff for cbs sports like live while they're yeah. 150 miles off code that was really cool so yeah good, good stuff it's a lot of fun to listen to and uh i learned a lot yeah y'all are gonna like this one and uh i'm glad he was able to come down he he lives like he lives i don't know how far is bluffton two hours yeah something like that <clears throat> yeah like two hours away but he was able to come down to charleston or come up to charleston and uh i was glad he hit me up so yeah, that was a good podcast and um the people that made that possible Start with Mint Mobile. Got a, got another surprise, another Chat GPT ad read that I haven't <laughs> read, and I did it last night at like three in the morning. So sweet. <laughs> so, see if you can guess uh, what what style this is. I'm not going. You were up at three. I went to. I, I woke up at three. Did Thanks. you? Yeah, I was up <laughs> <Yeah>. at three. <laughs> Hark, good listeners, gather round for today's podcast is brought to you by a company most noble, Mint Mobile. The veritable jewel of modern communication. But, 
But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? Is it not the sun, but Mint Mobile's radiant offer? Imagine, fair <laughs> patrons, a wireless carrier that delivers premium service at prices most modest. To mint or not to mint? That is the question. With plan starting as just a pittance, thou shalt enjoy unlimited talk and text and data on the nation's fastest, most reliable network. But, dear audience, the true magic lies in the unique approach. Mint Mobile plans come in durations of three, six, or 12 moons, allowing thee to choose the term that suits thy needs. No binding contracts, no hidden fees, just pure wireless freedom. And let us not forget their commitment to customer satisfaction for Mint Mobile boosts a great customer service reputation worthy of the highest praise. So, gentle folk, if thou art tired of paying extraordinary fees to other carriers and yearn for a wireless experience, visit mintmobile.com slash whiskey to be part of this noble revolution. This podcast, Whiskey and Whitetails, doth raise its goblet to Mint Mobile, the true champion of affordable and reliable wireless services. <laughs> Forsooth, dear audience, make the wise choice and switch to Mint Mobile today. Verily, thou shalt never look back. Damn, that's solid. ChatGPT is funny. Has, has a has a closing statement. Mint Mobile, wherefore affordable Mint wireless service meets the modern age. Huzzah! <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> that's good. Fantastic. I like the Mint Mobile reads or yeah, the ChatGPT reads. Yep, for sure. Yeah. We're also brought to you by Vantage Point Archery. Where we are, we still don't have it yet, but we will soon be a full-blown retailer with Vantage Point Archery products on our website. Yep. It's great stuff. We've talked about them before, the sizes that we shoot. But I think what's most important that you know is that it's made in America. Right here in America. By Amer by Americans. That's right, Americans. Uh, great quality products made here in America. Great group of folks over there um, at that shop and, and running that that company. So, um, if you like to, to to carry quality gear into the field, things that you can rely on when you have that that target buck or, or those does that are going to put meat in the freezer for your family, and you want something you can rely on to get it done, uh, Vantage Point Archery of Broadheads are the way to go. Absolutely, you can check them out at vparchery.com. Pick you up a set, give them a shot. You'll love them, guaranteed. And you can resharpen them and pass them down for generations. Generations. <laughs> All right. All right. Enjoy the podcast, guys. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, from Bluffton, uh, South Carolina, world traveler, Publisher in many, many magazines, photographer, videographer, all around good dude, my friend Justin Hodge. How are we doing, brother? <laughs> doing good, man. Fresh crack of a Waterloo sparkling water. <laughs> Got to rehydrate before you dehydrate, man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> How have you been, man? I've been great. I've been, uh, I've been, been busy. I uh, feel like I just finally slowed down a little bit. And, uh, but yeah, I've been, been doing really well. Where all of you, uh, you've been gone for like months now, right? It's been a minute. Yeah. The, um, the, the SFC stuff that I did sport fish championship, uh, series that, that was on CBS broadcasted on CBS, uh, blue Marlin fishing on CBS sports really took up from May to the end of August for me. So I've been, 
I mean, 12 destinations, uh, a busy slate from, from May to, to the end of August. So it's, I felt like, you know, September was here and gone and now we're already in October, which is crazy because, yeah. you know, I was, you know, I, I, I didn't do a ton through September. I did a couple of things, but you know, it's already over. So we're, yeah. uh, we're, uh, I don't know, looking forward and, uh, yeah, good hunting seasons are coming up. Looking forward to, to some things, uh, down the, the pipeline, but yeah. I, uh, October is a great time of year, so I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited, especially for deer hunting. Um, I, I've already filled a tag already, so I feel like my, my deer hunting is, uh, has come to a, a little bit of a halt while I let other people in my family say. Uh, take a seat for you beat, uh, a little beat bit. both of us yeah. to a tag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that never happens for me. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was good, but yeah, things are going great. Um, uh, here in Chuck this weekend, uh, this past weekend to, uh, do a shoot for hook and gaff, a company that I work for, uh, run their social media. And I've been longstanding with Michael Sims, the owner of hook and gaff. So I was down this weekend, the past two days, photographing some, some new, new watches for him. He's got coming down the pipeline. So still, even though I'm having fun, I'm, I'm, uh, enjoying my free time right now, but I'm still trying to chase a little bit. So for it's, sure. That's uh, good. We met him a couple of years, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably so. Because I yeah. think he gave us gave me a watch. Yeah, you got a watch from him. And the, king, then, the king, the king tide, king tide. Yeah. yeah. So he's got it's, he's got three ones out. I don't uh, I don't want to spill the beans for him, but he's got some some new updates to his last uh, king tide. So he's got some some new watches coming out. So they they are due to to drop at the end of December. So he's oh, got yeah. some cool stuff coming out. Mine's buried somewhere beneath the. Uh, Morse Island Lighthouse. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Two boats were coming together. We were out taking people fishing and uh two boats were coming together and like an idiot, I'm trying to keep the boats from hitting. Right. And uh if that hadn't been wearing that watch, it probably would have broke my wrist. Really? But it, it hit the Pinched watch, you? it just blew it off. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, it's a good story. You should probably hit Michael up. He'd, he'd I did. probably appreciate it. Did you? I was hoping he'd give yeah. me another one. He, he never responded. <laughs> Tell him you know a guy. So <laughs> he was uh, he was like, I think this dude's fishing for a free watch. And yeah. so he never responded to me. Uh, we, can, we can probably figure something out for you. Yeah. I like him. I wouldn't mind getting another one. He's a great dude. Uh, one of my favorite people. So it's, uh, I'm very blessed. Uh, he was one of my original guys, you know, when I first started doing what I do. Um, you know, he was just getting started with hooking gaff and uh, him and Gash his partner. And I was just kind of coming up with doing what I was doing. Uh, and just so happened that that he uh, stopped in Barron's uh, shop. I used to manage hunting fishing store in Columbia. And um, I was just like, Hey man, just this kid with, you know, his finger stuck up his nose. He's like, I'm like, I like to take pictures with you, you know? <laughs> so he, uh, he, you know, we, we started doing some things together and he's been with me ever since. I mean, he's the longest standing guy I know in the things that I do. So he's a great family man great person and, and so is Cash's partner no the only thing wrong with michael sins is the fact that he's a clemson tiger so but, yeah, <laughs> okay. we, for, we forgive him for that so yeah. Yeah. used to work uh that shop it was like a whole it was like in a brick build like a hole in a wall brick building wasn't it yeah baron's outfitters it's uh been around since 1947 yeah um super cool shop you know it's a mom and pop shop but you know you can you you go in there and and you can find pretty much everything you need for the most part. They got out of the archery business, but I managed that store for, for 12 years. Um, I was in college, worked there through college. And then as soon as I graduated, you know, the only thing that I knew was, was Baron's Outfitters. So I, I signed on to, to, 
to do a management role there. And, uh, you know, it, it's that really created a, a great atmosphere fear for me down the road when I started shooting photos and doing the video stuff um, to have opportunity. But, you know, I always thought I wanted to own a, a hunting and fishing store growing up. Uh, my dad would take I was I'm from Richmond, Virginia, and we have a, a shop called Green Top in Richmond, which was in, in Goochland. And um, my dad would take me into this cool store. And, you know, I just fell in love with, you know, that kind of style stuff. And, you know, I've always been a, a small business guy. So um, Barron's kind of, I, I was drawn to Barron's uh, trying to find a job when I first went to uh, Columbia to go to school at Carolina. And, uh, you know, I, it was, it was a great experience for me. Uh, but, you know, I, I, uh, Kent asked me if I wanted to buy the place. I was like, no, sir, I've got other things I want to do. I was like, uh, I wanted to own my own store at one point in my life, but you couldn't pay me to, to work in a retail store anymore. So just stuck in one location. All the time. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, I'd go out, you know, when I was started my, my photos, uh, my photo and video journey, you know, that just the opportunity, the experiences, the people you meet, you know, all those types of things, you know, it was hard to walk back in that store and work 40 hours a week when, you know, my life was going in a different direction. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Barron's Outfitters is, is one of the reasons why I am where I am. So Kent Parsons is the owner of that. And they've only been through three owners in that store. So, you know, as a, as a small business guy, I love small business. My whole family has a bunch of small businesses. Just it's, you know, it's, it's something to, to be able to be in this industry and you know still be afloat like that's a staple in south carolina i mean it might be the oldest hunting and fishing store in south carolina at 1947 i mean it's been if you know anything about columbia harden street used to be a dirt road back in the day and aaron's outfitters was on it so it's mm. uh it's been there for a minute mm. so super cool spot so how'd you uh i'm trying not to Burble myself here. <laughs> it's bubbly water. Yeah, that salt will get you. <laughs> how did you? What? How did you get into the videography, photography thing? You know, I was just trying to. I don't know. My mom bought me in 2007, which you know I wasn't even thinking anything photography, um, videography. You know, I. She just bought me on a whim. You know those Cower, Canon Power Shots. You know mm -hmm. the two battery uh, Ashton Kutcher special. Uh, she bought me one of those and I really never did much with it. Um, and then she bought a camera and I just started fiddling around around. This is fast forward to like 2012. I had a black and tan, um, coon dog at the time. And I was taking some cool pics of, of him and they turned out pretty cool. But then I put that to the wayside and didn't even really think anything of it. And, you know, phones advanced. Um, you know, I was going through college, finished college and I was always taking pictures with my phone. Uh, and editing them on some, you know, awful editing software back then, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, came to be 2015. Um, I borrowed my oldest brother's camera. Uh, he dabbles with, with the stuff that I do not hunting and fishing, but he's, he's a very technically savvy individual. And he, I borrowed a camera and I was just looking for a way once you know I got out of college to, be able to afford the student loans that I had coming in. So, cause I had, I had a ton of student loans when I got out of, out of school, you know, first couple of years I was out of state and then, you know, the last couple in state, but still had a ton of student loans. So I was looking for an out 
while working at Barron's for something to me to do to make up residual money uh, just to help me stay afloat. And so I borrowed my brother's camera and uh, took some photos of my cousins actually just shooting portraits on a beach. And they turned out really cool. Um, I was very surprised with the ability of thing that I was able to capture in that moment with barely even holding a DSLR in my hand. So I went from there and I, I bought a, um, my parents helped me, <laughs> helped me get started. I got a computer and then, a you know, a Canon, um, 70 D, uh, just, uh, a crop sensor. It might be a full sensor, but, um, just started shooting photos and just, you know, obviously hobby oriented, just having fun with it. You know, it kind of just kind of went from there. I, I've, you know, Frankie Marion that owns Explore Boatworks in Columbia. Um, he used to be C1 Films on Instagram, still has it, but uh, he used to be really big into creating film, um, you know, in the in the fishing space. So the easiest thing that I found that I could get involved with, with working at the shop was trying to go somewhere and do something fishing oriented. Um, you know, it's I started this business or I started shooting in August of 2015. So, you know, fishing season's still rocking and rolling. So I went and um, bought the camera and just started just clicking away, you know, being the fact that I was in a, a hunting and fishing store every day, you know, I would be able to talk about that kind of stuff and and draw attention to the fact that that's something that I've, I've gotten into. I really enjoy doing it. You know, can I tag along on trips? And, you know, people would always tell you, you know, come on, yeah, man, come on, come on. And then when they go fishing, you know, they never call you, which understandably, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I was always that guy that was like, I'll pay for gas, you know, whatever. And, you know, I never got called. And then I'd see him in my store, you know, a month later and I'm like, heck yeah, man, we killed him. I was like, oh, huh, I guess my, you forgot to call me. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. But then, you know, I started, uh, started, started shooting with, with Frankie and he kind of took me under his wing and uh, he used to do the explore projects back in the day. And uh, we built a boat together um, that kind of started him in the, in the realm of explore boat works for him. So he went this way and I was kind of Ryan, Ryan that tied with him and we did a cool short film. We built a boat with uh, spear boat works uh, from, you know, a piece of paper to a, a hole in six days. I filmed it all. That was my first real experience with uh, filming. Um, I had already been taking some pics, but you know, I was still shooting in JPEG at the time instead of oh, yeah. shooting raw. So yeah. he, he, uh, he definitely helped me get me to a place early on in what I do, um, faster than I would have probably gotten myself. Um, so he certainly was a, a big backer in, in helping me get to, to where I am. But, um, you know, it really came down to, to, to getting with saltwater sports and magazine. Uh, and that was a trip reason why I worked for saltwater sports and magazine as a freelance gig. Um, Michael Sims was having some boats wrapped for hook and gaff down in Louisiana, two boats, uh, fish finish charters out of Louisiana. And he was like, Hey, you want to go down here? We're going to, it's going to be a short trip, real bit, you know, there and back we'll drive, we'll fish one day and we'll drive back the next day. And so I was like, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm down for it. Went down there, caught a ton of, we caught 400 pounds of three of uh, yellowfin tuna and, and three fish caught some wow. wahoo you know, amberjack just had a banner day um you know just for you know a, a, a short a long drive down a great day of fishing and then we were headed back home the next morning or you, you went to venice right out of venice yeah, yeah. fish venice charters those guys are 
are good. But so we, we went down there and then, you know, the next thing I knew I had a, a message from saltwater sports magazine in my inbox for, you know, folks on Instagram. And they were like, Hey, we see you've posted a lot of yellowfin tuna photos. We're looking for a cover shot for the June, um, you know, cover. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so signed on with them to do freelance and uh, you know, I'm still a freelance guy with them, but, uh, I got back-to-back covers June and July, my first two months working for them. So, and that was still super early on to like shooting photos. So that to me jump-started me into my career um, as far as having an opportunity early on to launch me into a position to where, you know, those guys that used to not call me at the shop, you know, now I have an opportunity. Yeah. Now I have a reason to put you on a cover of a, of a national magazine. So right. the calls were a lot more, you know, they happen more often because <laughs> of an opportunity of, of being on a, on a cover. So uh, that was probably the staple in my career as far as knowing where I went from, you know, just, you know, flatline or, you know, casual grade to more a little bit higher right off the rip. So that was a, a big moment for me. Funny how that works. You get a get a little popular, and then all of a sudden, you got a ton of friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's been a it's been a great ride. It's been a hell of a ride so far. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely. So you know, Michael Sims has been there hooking gaff, talking about hooking gaff today. You know, shooting photos for him. He's been there since like the beginning. So, you know, one of the main reasons that I am where I am is because of opportunities that he presented. So both. My first two covers on Saltwater Sportsman were both hook and gaff oriented trips. So the next one was a dolphin in July, and that was a trip we took out um, some some vets. Um, Ozzy Martinez has a company called Operation Wet Vets, and he takes guys fishing um, down in Miami. But he kind of takes them all over, but they suffer from PTSD. So I shot a film and a short film, and then you know just documenting our day and. I, I had some cool shots of dolphin. We were we caught a, quite a few dolphin that day and was able to get the July cover. So my first two trips were were Michael Sims oriented. So yeah, yeah, it was. It, I have a lot to a lot of respect for him and and the things that he's done for me and, and my job and my career. Where we going? So I think I can remember. Um, I know that like my wife was following along with you for a long time, but I think I can remember when when he used to be used to be everywhere and now like i know you're you've signed a lot of agreements and some of your stuff's sure. kind of yeah kind of hidden but i remember I, I remember seeing your watermark all over the place yeah. like just living in charleston <laughs> and just seeing it everywhere yeah. i know gusto's too right yeah. yeah yeah i was gonna ask you you've um over the years like obviously you've had different opportunities to shoot different things and shoot for different people you, you there's a combination you know when you look through and i know your instagram is probably just a, a microcosm of, of what you shoot and, oh, yeah. and what you produce but um, there's a good mixture of, of shooting people, shooting animals. Like what, what do you, what's, what's more fun to you to shoot? Do you, do you enjoy like people in action or, or animals more fun? Cause they're kind of unpredictable. You know, I, I would say I've always said it is, um, photographing canines. I mean, I absolutely love to photograph dogs. Yeah. Um, if, if there was something that I had to do for the rest of my career and that was like mm -hmm. the only thing that I got to do now, whether, you know, 
photographing dogs can, is a is a large variety of things that you can do, but definitely in like the hunting space. I mean, photographing yeah. dogs work, whether it's upland game or it is, uh, in, you know, in a dog blind, watching them work, you know, ducks and, and retrieve yeah. those. I mean, it's, that is a, a very cool moment. And then trying to, you know, capturing, capturing dogs work, but then capturing relationships that dogs have with their owners and being able to to capture that is is something special as well um there's a lot of emotion that goes into to hunting with dogs yeah uh, and working dogs and all that so shooting shooting photos of canines would be hands down probably something that i would rather you know i would love to do on a daily I basis ready, i was gonna tell you that a friend of mine has some really good pictures of him and his dog and then it dawned on me you might have been the one to take the damn pictures uh, do you know andrew spear yes yes i do okay yeah, yeah i think that, that might have been you that took those pictures probably so yeah yeah, yeah that he's, probably, he's got a yeah. yellow lab yep. yeah no he okay, came cool. to kansas came out to kansas and i got yep. some shots of his of his uh dog so, yep yep that would have yeah, been it. He, love me some andrew spear he's a good dude he's a good dude i worked yeah. with him for several years yeah he's i know him too he's, he's a, a cool dude. guy yeah so, but yeah dogs dogs for sure um is something that i i love i mean i I was able to win the Gunner Kennels photo contest uh, two years ago uh, for a photo I shot out in uh, Kansas. So, I mean, I just have a, a passion for photographing canines. I've done a lot of work with, with Gunner, and and you know, it, that's just something that I I really appreciate uh, is photographing dogs. Nice, hundred percent. You're uh, you definitely like. I don't know how to like it was always like oh that's justin hodge like when i would see you places people would be like oh and then i, I guess we met through beam yeah yeah andrew yeah, yeah. and uh and it's so it was like you know hey, what's up, what's up, bro? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah i know you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh but it was always really cool to see stuff and then you know that you get to you get that's one thing about being out in like the outdoor industry is eventually you're going to run into people yeah, it's so know. small yeah the, it both, is both hunting and fishing industry is is though it's vast it's very small yeah so, it is yeah. but watching yeah. some of the stuff you do is like it makes me jealous as an outdoorsman like <laughs> why like maybe i should reconsider my life plan yeah. and what i'm doing it's like you look like you're having a blast i'm having fun i mean it, i've been i'm very blessed um trying to figure out a passion that i had and and something that i you know i I've been been trying to figure it out. I mean, I went to school for criminal justice at Carolina, and I thought I wanted to do something federally. And you know, ultimately, I you know I didn't really care to do that anymore. And luckily, I had a, a business minor, and so kind of took that retail line. And then you know, everything leads to. I'm a huge believer, and everything happens for a reason. So you know, it put me in a place where you know I was comfortable in the retail space, and then it you know pushed me to to really start because i've been hunting and fishing my entire life um, so you know having working in a field for 12 years having a passion for hunting fishing my entire life you know i really wanted to do something in the line i thought it was going to be you know rep work running rep lines for you know retail uh, companies and kind of doing that i still wanted to travel a fair amount um, but you know the photography thing videography thing is really what pushed me in a direction that i am now so uh gus was saying we had does it sound better or are we still messed up oh you're just now getting that no it sounds a lot better i think what was going on was it was just barely picking up you guys kind of talking in the background and oh. so it was trying to pull a bunch of a bunch of uh it was adding gain to to get that sound and it was it was just 
causing a lot of static. You guys sound perfect now. Though. Okay, good. Because okay. I was going to be like, I hope we didn't just miss all that. <laughs> no, no, no. I would have no, no, no. said something. I said oh, something okay. All right. Let that ride. Yeah, good, good. Cut. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think about that uh, That whiskey you just sipped on? That's good. I'm a big fan of Russell's. I mean, I, I don't drink a whole lot of bourbon nice. or, or whiskey. I know, you know, don't kick me out of your house. No, never. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, we've shared, shared quite a bit with one another, you know, over the, the recent months and, but yeah, I, I mean, duck, when duck season comes in, you know, that's, that's when I'm, I'm ready for it. You know, colder months, obviously, you know, that, that warm, warm feeling you get that mm-hmm. uh, good camaraderie. Normally when I'm sharing a glass of bourbon, you know, it's, it's always with a hunter, uh, you know, a fellow that's, we're getting ready to, you know, hopefully we don't have too many of those and we, we, uh, don't have a hanger in the morning, but yeah, you know, we, that's, that's something that I've found with, with duck season uh is a is a quality glass of bourbon and there's guys that i've had opportunities you know south carolina is tough to to get into really good duck hunting but you know at least they've got those those groups that that have their you know their duck clubs and you know that that style of of hunting is you know you eat you fellowship uh you know you you have some good share some good bourbon and uh you know you wake up the next morning and you you shoot your team your tamies a lot of times but you know there's obviously you know some some wild guys that'll be in there but uh bourbon is has always been something that you know makes me understand a a certain time of the year which is great which i i appreciate good bourbon for that for for duck season it always puts me in a good good mood good spirits for sure yeah makes sense it's uh it's definitely it's it's hard to drink that in the middle of the summer on a boat absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> like i've done it and it's yeah. it's 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 like right and people are like kind of frowned upon you're like really in yeah. august mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know july yeah but no that i i appreciate a good bourbon share with good people uh good fellowship is, uh that's that's one thing you know just along with food um you know sharing good food sharing a glass of good bourbon is is really speaks volume to to an, a good time typically uh, anytime you pull pull mm-hmm. a bottle out or, or just, make some good food you just you just just verbalized a commercial for you well that's the thing official spokesperson <laughs> whiskey and white tails just <laughs> by just a notch yeah. um but no like just with even like photography for me you know photography is is what you know and you shoot photos too you you're you're a videographer as well so you understand that and i think that's why we share a common bond between one another we have a a good relationship with one another because we understand things at a at a molecular level Uh, but we know how to look at something something and and appreciate something for a very small detail of of how it is and what it provides you and you know food is one thing you know a good glass of bourbon and you know photography you know those are things that enable you to touch on your senses of you know especially with bourbon i mean mm-hmm. your, your your smell your taste your touch and you know the texture of of that is is very big same thing with food and same thing with photography so the three of those things together is is pretty awesome what do you uh, prefer more photography or videography definitely photography same yeah, yeah. i mean i really hate where I don't hate it, but you know, I, I don't appreciate where social media has gone with, with, with where photographers stand yeah. on, on that platform anymore. Um, you know, that was a, a hard thing for me to get over was, was the way you, you know, completely drop 
photographers and they made you your money for yeah. so many years but you know it's yeah they do whatever they want and you know tiktok rules all and that's yep. why instagram went the way they did and they had to do that which is understandable but you know i shoot a lot of videography but that's one thing that i truly appreciate about photos is you know i've had so many people come up to me and and see a shot that i've taken or you know i've got prints laid out say i'm at a, a show where like you know seaweed or somebody comes in and and sees a print and they tell me about an experience that they've had via the the photo that i've taken mm -hmm. and so you know photography is something that you can you can imagine more often than a you know 30 second clip a minute clip whatever photography enables you the viewer to yes you can do that with videography but you the viewer can stare at an image and take you somewhere that you remember and that's one of the things with dogs is like i'd photograph dogs and people were like man i'd love to buy that if it was only my dog but yeah. there's so many stories that people would come up and tell me they were like you know i remember a situation where my dog me and my dog were doing this or a fishing situation or a hunting situation and you know i get a lot more feedback from from that because somebody can actually put themselves in a photo quicker than they can i feel like in a video um you know i feel like there's a lot more motion captured in one single still image than there is in videography but yes videography can certainly have some real moving things i mean i've i've teared up watching videos before myself i mean that's that's true emotion but photography you know there's things that bring people together. And I think photography is one of those things that everybody can relate to and everybody can understand. And it means a lot more to them. I mean, as a whole, I've, I feel like people enjoy photos versus video, but we're so crammed down our throat with what we do on a daily basis now to where everybody's it's, it's, you know, you got to have 14, 15 seconds of, man, I really hope this one makes it. And yeah. like, you know, us creatives, we sit there and, and, and take a lot of time and not saying i'm not saying that photography is easier because it certainly is compared to putting a document together or you know a short film or whatever but you know being able to to have uh so much time put into a video and then you know with the way the algorithms are you know not get any traction and you just spent like you know a week working on a killer video but it just gets passed over like this mm -hmm. and the same way with photos now like nobody sees your photos that nobody you on the internet anymore. no which sucks cool, cool, cool photo do you have a do you have a reel though yeah yeah right exactly <laughs> well, it's like our instagram yeah. we kind of built it with photography right it was just photo because i enjoyed it i'll take a sure. bottle somewhere and take yeah. a picture of it and then uh now i mean you post a picture it gets, it like, gets nothing yeah 80 yeah. 80 yeah i'm used to Nine, 800 900 yeah. and like now when i post it's like creeps to maybe 200 and i was like but you know obviously i i've kind of stepped away from posting a lot on my instagram page um i run instagram pages for other companies and so that i'm just you know from having an instagram page i had a, my own instagram page in 2012. yep um and then you know when i did started the photos in 2015 you know, i've been hard at it on instagram for you know over 10 years yeah uh, well 2015 sorry you know you know hard on it running businesses for other people and running my own page i'm so tired of of social media by the time i come around to my page and my page suffers because i'm just like you know I just, whatever yeah you know? so i do post some cool things from time to time but i hate it for guys that want to see my imagery and it's just it's tough to just 
have that grind day in and day out to to throw photos up there that nobody's going to see because of the yep. algorithm. Because the reason why is everybody opens Instagram and they hit the search function and they go to it, the first reel they see yeah, and then they just, just swipe. They're gone for 30 minutes. Yep. So far, Never come in and look at a picture. Take a breath. They're like, yep. man, I've been here for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Death scrolling, they call yeah. it. Scroll. Yeah. Yeah. Death scroll. But the, yeah. the thing is, is when you when you have the engagement, it's not it's not as hard to grind it out right. you know, to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to post some pictures today because you're getting interaction and people are talking to you and people are appreciative. But when, when you don't see it and you spend, you know, an hour and a half taking a bottle somewhere to get pictures or, you know, getting, um, you know, getting us waiting for a sunset to be whatever, whatever it is. Right. And there's no, there's no feedback because like you said, everyone hits the first reel they see and then they're down a rabbit hole for an right. hour. Yeah. Um, it makes it hard to, to want to put in the work. Yeah. I try not to stay on like the real page. Cause yes, yeah, so you will, mm -hmm. oh, you yeah. will scroll endlessly, yep. you know, till the end of time. The other so thing I is try and stay on the, on the main on the, page. Right, yeah. And, and the feed. So you right. can actually see. Even though everything's a sponsored yeah, post. Yeah, all of it. You may like this. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like seriously. I don't get it. Yeah. I do appreciate the fact that you can go up to the top of your Instagram now and put like, click on it and say, you know, I want the people that I'm following, but they're yep. still, they're still posting as much in there and trying to get you to follow other people just as much as, you know. Yeah, we did it. Um, it's like you see something, and you're like, I totally forgot I was following that person. Yeah. And you go in there and you look, and there's yeah. like 30 new posts. Oh, and you're yeah. like, oh, cool. And you're that said, guy. You're like, yeah. they screenshot, and they're like, hey, yeah. man, thanks, thanks Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah you finally <laughs> saw my stuff. And they're yeah. like, yeah, I sorry. Get, there's there's a lot of that that goes on on my page, and like people will send me a message like, sorry, man, I hadn't seen nothing from you in a long time. I was like, well, nothing yep. to it. That's the algorithms. It's, then it's all good. Spending all that time to make reels, it's like sometimes. You get one that takes off and gets, you know, we have one right now is like 500,000 or 670,000, you know, yeah. like those feel good. But then that view, I didn't even film that. Somebody filmed it with my phone right. and then I literally just <laughs> uploaded it yeah. with, yeah. Uh, yeah. with the sound of Jurassic Park. You're just going to have to hire that guy. Evidently. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, I go in there with a, with a camera, with the, with the Sony and yeah. I'm in there filming stuff and like and I put it all together and it you know doesn't do anything yeah like, I don't I, understand it's, it. it's a it it definitely stresses you out if you really let it but you know I'm I'm so I do I make reels for other companies but you know that's for I would I have a laundry list of things I want to do for my own page but you know time passes by so quickly yeah. that you know you're with what I do nowadays is, you know, this is my sole job and, 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 you know, I have to provide for myself and, and be in good standing with, you know, future. So, you know, it, a lot of times it gets tough when you're grinding to try and find jobs and, 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 you know, work to, to really yeah. take the time to do your own thing, especially when you know that you aren't really active on social media to where, you know, that whatever you post is not going to be yep. in the, in anywhere in in somebody's algorithm so. it's also not it's like your your social media page isn't quote unquote making you money right like it's not yeah, paying you yeah. but it's also like you have to maintain it because it right. does kind of pay sure, you. It gets you sure. work. it's a it's a portfolio yeah, for me right. and you know luckily now where i am in my job and my career you know i i found that i don't really have to post on there very much anymore because you know, thankfully I'm, I'm established in the things that I do and I know enough guys in the industry and the things that I do that, you know, people all ask me all the time for, for opportunity to come down and help them do something. Or, you know, I've, I've got a lot of side gigs that I do, uh, you know, not just in the hunting and fishing side. I mean, you can make it in, in the industry 
you know, you could if you were really good at, at photo and video, but there's obviously side things that you've got to be good at to, to do as well to make to make money on um, to stay afloat. You know, I, I if I could, I would be a photographer, just full time photographer, um, yeah. just because I love photography that much. But, you know, when I left Barron's in June of 2021, um, after COVID, I was all set to, to jump and, and before COVID, I was just going to do it. And then COVID happened and thank God I, that it didn't know I'd be, you know, one of those guys <laughs> and work out videos at my house. You, yeah. know, you know, everybody's <laughs> doing their own creative stuff at their house. They're like, yeah. So, you know, luckily I had that position still to work full time every day through COVID managing a hunting and fishing store because, you know, you know, we're an essential business selling firearms. And so that really kept my sanity um, because if I was at home, I, you know, I might've tried to figure out things to do. Obviously I'm not somebody that's just going to sit around, but, um, I jumped in 2023 and or 2021, June of 2021. So I, I jumped full time. Um, you know, COVID had been kind of where it was and now, and I was ready, ready to take on that position of trying to, to do my own thing. Cause you know, everybody ever, always tells you like, Hey, when you jump, you're going to you'll never look back. And, yeah. You know, everybody tells you that and like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to get there. You know, yeah. I've got all these bills, you know, student loan bills and all these things, you know, just jumping out there in the freelance world and trying to make it, you know, sink or swim. Uh, it's such an accomplishment up, so. to be able to do it though. Yeah, for sure. But that was one thing that I really had to do was, was jump into more heavily into the video side of things because you weren't just going to make it as a, as a photographer. Right. I mean, if, unless you're in the big into portraits or like weddings, I mean, that is a, that is a solid gig for people that, that have constant grind of, of doing that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I've done, been there, done that. And that's not really how I am. I don't, I don't really appreciate portraits. I like, yeah, I don't, I'm not a wedding photographer yeah. ever. Yeah. They're like, you should do weddings. And I'm yeah. like, I would rather, yeah. I would rather buy a drone and film <laughs> roofs before her. Yeah, absolutely. Than do yeah. any wedding photography. Exactly. There's some excitement in roofing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yep. But no, that's, that, that was just one thing that I really found that, you know, running social media is I ran Explore Boatworks social media when I first jumped. Um, still running, I was still running hooking gaffs then um, as I do now. And, um, you know, that was something that kept me afloat. But like when I first moved to Bluffton, you know, I knew a couple of people down there, but I basically moved away from anything extra on the side that I could pick up by guys walking into my store. Um, whether it's like commercial real estate, um, fo you know, photograph, I was just up in Columbia last weekend photographing, um, you know, Volvo, huge Volvo machinery for a guy that, that sells that kind of stuff that I've known through, you know, that job. So I still have a lot of gigs that I can get and pick up from, you know, cause Columbia is not far away from me, but that was one thing that I left completely and moved to a place where I didn't know anything. I was like, you know, if I'm going to make this jump and I'm going to do well in this, I've got to get away from all the distractions that I have here in Columbia. And then I need to, to get down there and start fresh and get my mind right to, to do well in this industry and, and really take my, my, job that I had for six years. Cause I was running part-time. I was running for six years straight working at Barron's Outfitters, 40 hours a week at Barron's. And then, you know, trying to, trying to make it on my photography side, um, you know, and when I finally jumped, you know, things weren't going that great for me back then. And, you know, I prayed about it, um, you know, come August and, you know, cause I was, I was really starting to doubt opportunity and what I was doing. 
at that point in time. And so it was, it was a lot to, to know that, you know, I, I, I want this to work, but you know, nothing's happening for me. The only thing that keeps me afloat is these social media platforms. And so, you know, I pray that prayer and, you know, really, really asking if this was what I was supposed to do for the rest of my life. And then a gentleman by the name of JJ Slater called me two weeks later to run Rob Fordyce's show on the outdoor channel with him. So like, answered prayer two weeks later something that i like was visually able to see yeah and then ever since i i started doing the the outdoor channel um show with rob sea hunter you know that kind of put me in a standing with other guys in the industry to where they know and i've worked in in this kind of stuff and it's all just skyrocketed from there and it's been that's been a blessing for me is being able to to see a see that work for me and and how how great that of, of you know that that experience shortly in September it, it got me to where I didn't have to worry about you know finding in the next gig you know I still chase for sure but people are more susceptible and know who I am now to where they call me and, and we set a lot of things up you know whether it's on the um, commercial side of things or in the hunting and fishing space so do you think the because I we noticed that as well that the money and Geography versus photo. Um, do you think it's because of the cost of entry, or do you think it's people can't figure out frame rates, or is it the, strictly the editing? I think it's a lot the editing. I think it has. Well, I think it has everything to do with the eye of the video of the videographer for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to have an eye to be able to f- video things or photo things in a way that promotes yourself, but also grabs people's attention. Um, you know, I think the editing has is hands down one of the main biggest things with both in both fields, um, but definitely in videography nowadays. Like kids are getting so daggum good mm-hmm. at at this because they've had a tablet in their hand from the time they're two years old versus us old guys. You know, we yeah. had we, we had, had to learn little, it. Yeah, we had a we were we were we were already pre, or mature. Or that's what um, um Stark. So he yeah. he eight four three productions. He um. He, he, he doesn't even do it anymore. Yeah. He still owns the company. And whenever he gets an email, somebody wants something done. He hires some kid out of college. Yeah, Charleston to do it. That just yeah. knows how to do it. He's 19. Yeah. But oh yeah, I used to edit <laughs> family videos from my, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it's enough to get commercials done and things sure. like that. They're not doing anything crazy cinematic like right. you are, but, yeah. um, but it's, it's definitely, it's, um, there's an art to videography. Um, my appreciation to the guys that are really good at it. Um, it, I have a lot of appreciation of those guys cause they just get it. Um, there's a lot more time that goes into, to creating video, um, which I truly appreciate those guys that are just grinding that, that, that industry, doing that industry. And that's all they love to do. Um, is those, those guys are, are pretty special. So. It's the time part of it. if you're doing like, cause we have, we filmed a, um, a short film, basically kind of like a documentary on, uh, high wire distilling and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's an interview so it's you know it's, we probably have an hour and a half of him talking right it's yeah. so hard to go through it because oh, yeah. it's like you have to go through it over and over and over sure. so it's like by the time we'll have it cut up and put up put into it it's been a year i've been working on it. i just yeah. it's just uh, i mean yeah. we're not getting paid to do it so sure. there's not like a money right. reason behind there's it there's not but, a reason pushing you to, yeah. to finish it up but the thing that's crazy is you know an hour and a half of him talking plus our narration and what we want to portray for the story, we might use five minutes of him talking. Right. You know, it's <laughs> like figuring out that the, the, the best five minutes is yeah. 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 
It's the same thing. You you put a song, you're like, man, I really love this song. And then by the end of the time you're finished with that video, you're like, I really wish I never heard that song ever again. Yeah. Uh, you're, yep. you're so it, it ruins oh, Matt, <laughs> Matt has, Matt has, I've, I've recommended songs and he's like, I like that song. I'm not going to use it because it'll ruin it. Because uh, I'll never like it ever yeah. again. Because yeah. it's, it's just like grip and then back and then, yeah. and then back. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah. You're, you're done with it. <laughs> no, nope. so. I, I try not to use songs that I like for that reason, which right. sucks because it's like finding a song, Some band, a royalty-free yeah. song, yeah. dude, takes forever. It really does. It takes forever. And I just sit there on whatever I use, StreamCloud, or I can't remember what it's called. Artless is one another one. I just oh. sit there and just play, play. Yeah. Like, this song sucks, this song yeah. sucks. And it's like you'll filter by most popular, hoping... It's It'll like be, being on Instagram watching reels. Yeah. I mean, you can be there <laughs> all day so long forced. and trying to find a song. Because yep. there's a moment where you love a song and then the next three seconds are just this terrible yeah, thing. Yeah, why can, did it do yeah, that? Yeah, like, why, why, <laughs> what? We had something good yeah. going here. Like, why are we? So I've had it come through like 10 seconds in. Yeah, I'll together, cut it out. But, I'll cut it out. But you're like, yes, well, yes. This, what was this Here comes thinking? the drop. And then it's like, shh, no more talking. And you're like, what? Why did you do that? Man, I was building. It was such a build. Yeah, I mean, I've cut. I've cut audio and then and then you know copied and pasted it to loop it to yeah, get rid of the yeah, part I didn't to, like to just, just to make my own. Going. Yeah, yep, certainly that's something for sure. Yeah, yep. it's uh the other thing too is when you hear a song and you're like that I want to make a reel out of that and you're trying to put it together and in those three or four days of like something happened that song gets overused and now it's like every reel you see is yeah. using that song. Yeah, like um. I wanted to do what was that one I, I couldn't get it out of my head uh with the big iron on his hip you know that song <laughs> oh yeah and i wanted to use that song and now it's like i see it everywhere yeah. and i'm like maybe yeah. i wonder if i heard it and then it it was like trending i don't know yeah. but well it's, it's kind of like you know i love the song i love the meaning behind it you know the the rich man north of richmond yeah. yep like unbelievable song that guy is incredible yeah. but like we were listening to it a couple of times this weekend we're like man this is it's a tough song to listen to now because it just played so yeah. much. Yep. Yeah. But no, that guy is an incredible artist, but nothing to take away from that. But that is just a song that we yep. we were all kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of done with I'm that. I'm done with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, like, I don't even, yeah. I won't even play yeah. it, which is, I think he was, you think he was smart or dumb to, to pass all that up? I don't know, man. Like probably a little, a little both. Yeah. Um, you know, setting yourself up for future is, is one thing because, you know, he wasn't going to have to worry about, I mean, I think he finally did sign from what I saw. Oh, did he? Yeah. I think he has signed with somebody to help him out and, and move mm. forward. But yeah, I mean, I know he's getting 40,000 a month from Spotify. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Holy. So he apparently he, <laughs> yeah. he signed with somebody. To help him. <laughs> <I know. laughs> he signed with somebody to help him manage like his tour. Sure. Like, he was very, he came out and was very, like specific to say i didn't sign a record label or anything like that i just needed right i needed an agency a talent agency to help to keep him in like keep like bookings keep and things it, like yeah. that he said, keep I just him organized keep up with basically it. yeah, yeah. No, but I someone i i heard some you know because anytime someone blows up really quickly there's oh it's an industry plant you know there's there's always those conspiracy theorists somebody said that his uncle is some sort of big time lawyer in the okay. entertainment industry and that he was some kind of you know industry plant but i don't care if well, he's I mean, or not. the first time i ever saw it was on joe rogan or joe rogan yep same student and oh yeah was, that was the first time i ever saw it. actually and, she saw it and then she was like joe rogan just posted this dude's gonna blow yeah, up right yeah. where'd you where did you hear it from first 
Yeah, is it yeah. people? And stories? I mean, it it, you know, it, was, it resonates with all of us, and mm-hmm. that's one thing that you know, jumping back to like photography, like photography, videography resonates with somebody. You know, whether mm-hmm. whatever you post, it, somebody sees that and appreciates it and resonates with it. So that's why I think, you know, especially with all the political stuff, we don't oh, yeah. need to go that way. Yeah. On, we try not podcast, to here, so. but sometimes <laughs> but, I get angry and just say things. Yeah, but I'm it, sick and tired. Of ordinary people being fleeced. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, so just that just shows how viral and how how amazing something can change in somebody's lives in a heartbeat yep especially with social media like there is so much opportunity out there which makes the industry that i work in and that we work in a lot harder now is because everybody wants to be a part of that Mm -hmm. and it's not like you know i was fresh you know jumping in in 2015 you know there's guys been doing it for way longer than I've ever been doing it. And I'm just one of those guys jumping into the, to the, to the sea together, you know, with everybody else. But as far as a, a position nowadays, I would say it's the o- most oversaturated market job on the planet. Hands oh, yeah. down. Content creation. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And we don't even, we don't even like reference like if someone's like what is what it's like we're a lot of things but i've never been like oh we're content creators because it's, <laughs> it's like i don't I can't i can't stand it and a right. lot of content seems to be repetitive gross. Yeah, yeah gross yeah. they just they do the same thing <laughs> over and over because that one thing worked and so they just right. keep doing it yeah. where it's like for for your stuff i always thought it was the word that always came to my mind was like classy like it's right. just it looks professional it looks classy you know right. it's not you're not like, oh, this will get likes. It's right. the same quality all the right. time. And that's always yeah. been, it's it's like when we think about doing stuff, you know, we won't post, I won't post junk usually right. because yeah. I, it's like, even though it's funny or it's, you know, that would right. get likes. I don't yeah. care. It's, yeah. it's, I'm not putting junk. Right. On, on, oh, it's <laughs> a brand. And that's yeah. one thing that's, that kind of sets you apart is like, you know, you can have a page over here that, you know, you can just throw things like you know, shoot spits balls at the wall and hopefully they stick. Yeah. But, yeah you know, something that you truly care about, something that is your livelihood and something that you want to see succeed, it, you know, it's a lot better if it's a clean, just well-oriented, well-oiled machine versus like, hey, let's just throw, let's just throw everything we can up there and just see what works best for us. And it's, it's, you know, really taking the time to dial in the content that you want to put on the page and then getting more creative with that same style of content but still have a really nice classy look to to all of it yeah uh, it's not filmed with a mirrorless it's not going oh, heck no man <laughs> shoot no yeah. yeah i started on yeah. a 70 or a 60d 60d yep yeah um that was a long time ago i bought it I mean, used. then you went to the dark side i see you got the old so i had a bunch thing. of canon stuff and yeah. um that was i think that was the first one that came out that was mirrorless and it was in a, my price range right and so what I is that up, sony a7 a7 yeah um it's a couple years old now we bought two of them and mm-hmm. yeah i mean guys guys in my industry absolutely love sony i yeah. mean they are the staple they are the workhorse of yeah of mirrorless game i mean they they were really the, the standard it's got a quarter yeah. inch of like dirt and grime on it <laughs> i've never cleaned it yeah. i had to buy yeah. the stuff for the sensor but joy outside of that that camera is insane it's been dropped it's it's dude i've watched you i've watched you do things with that camera that make me very uncomfortable oh yeah well (laughs) gus has one and they treat it like a it looks nice like well they yeah they treat it like fine china yeah and i'm just trying to to beat the shit out of it i'll throw that shit in the back seat (laughs) and keep going (laughs) i i mean the amount of people i you know i've got my you know 
rigged up. I, I shoot a Canon R5 mirrorless and Dang, money. Uh, I went from the DSL or the 1DX Mark II DSLR. So I, I luckily when I worked with Frankie, he had a Canon uh, 5D Mark II, I believe. So I, I got to play with a little bit nicer camera than my 70D, but I kind of tried to find a camera that was the middle of the road to start because I didn't want to start with like a Rebel. I wanted something a little bit better. Yeah. And then being able to to run the 5D, and then I went to the 1DX Mark II from the 70D of my own. And that's been, that was a huge workhorse for me for years. And then, you know, I see where the industry's going and, you know, if you're still shooting a DSLR, you're behind the times, yep. you know, even though they're great for what they still do. And, you know, all my glass for the most part is still yeah. L glass right. for, for that. But, you know, that's mirrorless is, is the future mm -hmm. from here until the end of time. Like I, I don't think DSLR is going to ever make a comeback. There's just too many working parts and, yep. you know, built in, you know, ISO built in aperture, being able to see instead of shooting an image or shooting an image with through the viewfinder, cause you'd be ultimately be this guy yeah. just holding your camera out in front of you. Like, you know, and you're so a little bit higher yeah, than what you're so, actually seeing. But you're still trying to, you know, with the DSLR, you're taking a single click and then you're having to change everything. Yep. Another click, trying to dial in your settings in a viewfinder and a mirrorless, you know, that's all right in front of yeah, you. Right you there get what you to, see. To change. So yep. that's, uh, that was a game changer for sure. So, you know, yep. I'm a Canon guy. Uh, it's okay. You can't get me off Canon uh, to, to go Sony to the dark side. But, you know, the amount of people that shoot Sony in the industry that I do and the things that I like all my guys on the SFC, I'm sitting here running a Canon cinema camera and everybody has, you know, the, the Sony, you know, FS6, FX5s, mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, there was a, one other guy on the on the squad that had a Canon as well. So we kind of stuck together on troubleshooting anything, but, you know, I had nobody to lean on, yeah. but everybody else had, you know, everybody else to lean on because they had sony stuff so you should you should get a uh lens adapter for sony that way you're, if you ever need it yeah because <laughs> no one's gonna have a canon adapter yeah that's true yeah that's i only true. run reds anymore anyway yeah. So. oh yeah yeah big timer yeah so. yeah got a garage full of them you yes know. sir and Just, uh cranes you yeah, know yeah do you uh do you run what kind of do you run gimbals at all i don't i mean i have one um i should use it more yeah, that's uh, the same. But, you know, the internal stabilization. They're so good. That is, you know, on the Canon R5 and then the, the stabilization in your lens. I mean, that, if you're pretty steady with what you're doing. I if mean, you know how to film. Right? Well, yeah. nowadays, I mean, they, they love the shake. They love the shake nowadays. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, doesn't have to be, you know. The fluid. running? Yeah. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Every time I, I feel like I'm getting yeah. out of an epileptic yeah. shock when I see people running with a camera. The one there's the one the ones where it's like purposely shaky and blurry. It's like I, I could have given this to my five year old yeah. to do. Yeah. And, Dude, and, that's like that's what always got me about soul snatchers. Yeah. You ever seen soul so snatchers? So many Dude, such I'm a big make following. You look at it. All right. Huge such following. Such a big following. And it's like all the stuff is just I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's I'm not it's talking really cool. shit at all. Unique is just I would have never i would have never thought to do anything like that just like click through a couple of them a couple of the videos like they're all everything's out of focus yeah yeah it's terrible <laughs> but it works yeah it's terrible but it did like but but it, it yeah it works they, it work. i don't know you gotta find your niche yeah it, yeah, it makes sure. it look all like you know military stuff yeah and, like they're trying to blur it out for security i think i think like, that's what people we filmed i filmed with them and uh at a snipers unknown event 
And I was like, let me get some of your footage. And he's like, uh, how, what did he say? Do you remember? I he, don't recall. He sent me some. It's all out of I couldn't use any of it. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows exactly how he yep, yep. yeah. Everything yeah. was out of focus yeah. and blurry and shaky and yeah. the lighting was off. Like everything needed to be edited. But yeah. he just throws these like hot white filters over it and sure. makes it look like night vision. And then yeah. that's it. Yeah, they, they certainly, you know, gimbals are certainly nice. They you got to use them. Yeah. especially in a lot of production but i find i can get away with a lot of the you know the short clips that you do you know you shoot in you know 60 yeah. you're able to to slow it down a little bit still have your audio and you know those sony's do really well they keep their audio i'm pretty sure 120 even yeah um or maybe even 240 for some of them but that one doesn't if you go yeah. to like the s and q stuff yeah. it does it yeah. loses audio that's one thing that sucks about the canons is you know you lose your qualities at or your quality your sound at when you're shooting high frame rate yeah uh, 120 slow-mo but you know being able to slow down in shooting in 60 keeping your audio you know with the stabilization in camera and on lens you know you can get a you can get away with with without using one a lot of times yeah but. i'll use that one um like in that if i'm outside doing stuff right but if i if i'm in a building or in here or whatever like there's just no need yeah for but sure walk around outside you kind of need it and then if i'm trying to do any kind of like swooping motions but even then yeah people like that like sharp jerky yeah i mean it's yeah. all about you know quick quick cuts and yeah. quick quick motion dude nowadays. when jump cuts yeah. started becoming a thing i was like oh, yeah. i'm gonna adapt that. <laughs> that's everything yeah. i film is gonna be jump cut. yeah yeah fuck a transition yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, dissolve, whenever you shoot dissolve, whenever yeah. you're shooting uh yeah right the, the, not dissolve shit yeah. um wh whenever you film like on when you're like when you're doing the fishing stuff um do you use any additional cameras do you use, use like supplement with like gopros or any any other stuff like that or oh on the show um it's yeah, dependent I mean. like on the cbs show that yeah. is that i am really you know I, I can have a gopro and and send them that footage too uh but sure. my main concern is to is shoot what's going on on my i, I use a c207 or a um, canon c200 uh for okay. my cinematic camera just because it has sdi out import uh input it's a very cheap camera body nowadays um but it still puts out some really high quality stuff yeah, um, yeah. but but that's the camera I use for that. Cause you're honestly, you're really shooting in just 1080. You're not shooting in 4k. So to be able to shoot with that C 200, that's, um, I mean, it's, it's a, a workhorse. So that's why, that's what I shoot with on that. But you know, I'm all, all the time shooting stills. Cause everybody knows, you know, offshore fishing, it's, yeah, you know, it's feast or famine, you know, <laughs> and it takes a long time to find the feast Yeah, uh, a lot of times. So. Uh, there's a lot of time on the boats where I spend a lot of my time photographing just stuff that's going on, uh, minus you know, doing the stuff with the the filming. But the CBS stuff as as this is my second year doing that with them, and it has grown tremendously. You know, in the technology with how we're producing the show now versus how we were last year. Like last year, we were having a chase boat every tournament, two chase boats running to each boat. Um, you know, they pick up our cards every day, uh, for the most part, especially if we had a, a good catch, they would come, we'd, you know, take them out. We write our notes on a piece of paper of the clip number, you know, what happened and, and, you know, put them in a, a Ziploc bag and 
you know, tie a balloon to them and throw them into the ocean. <laughs> They're like, yeah, hopefully it's, it's, you know, floats. We don't get anything in it. And uh, they pick it up with a gaff and, you know, they'd make their rounds and they run back and, and the show was being produced out of um, Arkansas. The guys that do Bassmasters Classic are the guys that produce the show for sport fishing championships. So you see a lot of the same ties of that show into our show. Uh, but yeah, last year they would have to make like the show or pre pre start cutting things the overnight from from us once the guys finally got back, shoot it to Little to Arkansas, and then start producing a show overnight to then film and, and you know produce the next day. So this year with with the help of uh, good old Elon Musk, yeah, um, he with the Starlink has yeah. been unbelievable. Is that how you upload everything now? Now, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we're able to, to now with with Starlinks, every boat that we the guys get on typically already has a Starlink, just because that's such huge technology nowadays. Mm -hmm. Or um, they get put on them for the boats that we fish off of. So, how long does that take for to upload that much video? Well, we're running live, so oh, it's really? a live screen recording. So when we we have our live packs we wear we wear these live packs and we plug straight into the live pack and the live pack runs screen records and takes your audio in your video and screen records it and sends it via wi-fi through the satellites and then sends it back home to where they are um which is, is just crazy. incredible so oh is, is that like, what you mean when you were talking about like bass masters yeah like, so like, those guys the they're camera guys yeah. i mean yeah. they're in a lake so they typically never have to worry about connection so they can <laughs> run just like just off of cell phone towers okay. um, versus we are so far offshore that we are having to pick up off the of satellites so the fact that we so we have our you know we have our call times to be on live show is live but in the mornings you know they if I'll, I'll unplug, we all unplug from our live packs. We shoot something cool. We plug in when we're not live. We tell, you know, send a message saying, Hey, just released the boom Arlen. It's going to be this clip. And we play it back for them. They screen record that. And then they put that into the docket of the lineup that they're going to put in the show. That's so crazy so, that the quality. Wow. Can yeah. And, and even when we were live, I mean, there was times where we hooked up while I was live on the show. Um, and it's like a two, three second delay, which is unbelievable That's being, wild. you know, 150 miles offshore, um, which is crazy. I mean, I certainly appreciate Elon for, yeah. for doing his thing. Cause you know, for me, I'm a Verizon user and in this Gulf, like if you don't have AT&T, you ain't talking to nobody. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, that, that has certainly been a game changer in a lot of things, um, down there. So that was huge for definitely for SFC and being able to go live like we had we had some of our spokes spokes ladies on on some of the boats in the in the last part of the 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 year that would ride along with us and we were doing in boat live updates on what the teams were doing on national television which is crazy it's so wild yeah so just from throwing your sd cards into the ocean last year last to, year <laughs> like we are live yeah. baby so it is just it, technology has advanced tremendously and you know the fact that you know they opened up the opportunity for civilians to to do the the starlink stuff has been a game changer across the board i mean you ask any fishing guy any captain you know if they're not running starlink they are way behind the times but yeah you know it's not like there's any times that you're you know you have to get up to just as long as you you get one it's it's crazy to to see the like just what you're able to do with starlink it's a thing for hunting clubs now we have a, yeah that too we got a friend that's got a property and 
Orangeburg ish. And uh, yeah, they got Nothing. Starlink out yeah. there. Yeah. They, they didn't have running water, but they got, they got Starlink. <laughs> but they got, they got, they got a uh, UT. They can make the water sound. Just, right. You know, put yeah. the audio. Yeah. Right. yeah. There you go. <laughs> but no, that's, that's pretty incredible with, with that. So, you know, that's, that's that's year two we just finished that and and going forward it's going to be interesting to see where that goes i mean there we ended up doing 12 tournaments this year we added on the white marlin open that was my first experience at wmo which was a awesome yeah um, i mean that's a really cool uh fishing tournament and um but yeah they're looking to add so many more tournaments to that list and i'm just like I didn't even have t- time for 12. Like we're talking yeah. about like 20 tournaments. Do like, you get man. told which boat, to, who tells you where to go? So last year, you know, we, we got on boats. And so like majority of, of the guys will go back on the same boats. If they're tournaments, like in the Gulf, I fish with a team called Southern charm. Um, a guy named Ron Davis out of Houston owns that boat. It's 64 Hatteras. Ooh, nice. Um, really nice vessel. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, it was Hatteras is, is fishing team's boat. Uh, years ago and it's just a really nice boat really good team landon's the captain of it um he's got two mates um uh, two three mates that that run it with him it's um chase connor um kyle was on the boat this year and um there was another fellow that was on the boat last year but like that was my team last year that they did really well big sonar fishing team you know watching how even sonar has changed from last year to this year was huge oh, yeah. But majority of the boats that we do get on are ones that either they've asked for us, just knowing kind of like who we are and, and you know, the community small and fishing. So people talk and, you know, there's other tournaments I go to and, you know, my main group, you know, Southern Charm isn't fishing that tournament, but they know somebody and they recommend. So there's, it, we're starting to grow as far as who likes, you know, who appreciates the camera guys um, and they love having us on board which is great well, i'm so. sure they do everybody wants their uh there's picture to their their three seconds <laughs> yeah, of limelight seconds, especially yes, on yeah. national television especially so. live yes here. yeah so, but no it's 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 cool to be able i mean it's kind of you know going in jumping on a boat with somebody i mean those people don't know who you are and that's one thing that's crazy about what we do is you know one we have to be good at what we do or you know at least hope we're good at what we do and we've got to have a craft to present to somebody to just give them a reason to get on the boat with them but two you have to sell yourself mm-hmm. and three you've got to be able to have an open mind and uh, you know a, a extroverted mindset to gel with these people because you know if you don't get in and get con- you know conversating with these individuals and and letting them feel more comfortable around you I mean, your story is going to be a lot less than it would be if those people know you. So like when I step on a boat with, with guys that I know and I've been there and I've done it and they know me and they're good friends of mine and now, and you know, when I get on the boat, it's just like being home, like back back home with these guys, they share things with you. And that's, it's just easy work after that, because, you know, I, for the, you point a camera in somebody's face and they are not the same person most times than, uh, than they are, you know, without one. So that's, that becomes huge just having the camaraderie with these guys and knowing that they're that you're there for them just as much as they are for you and having that bond and that that camaraderie together is huge it's got a needy to other. shoot something well well a well documented thing yeah. that really yeah. touches on the senses that we've talked about mm-hmm. so but yes yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun i mean that's that that whole thing with the sfc is is a ride 
I mean, we are exhausted by the time we're finished with it, but you know, it's, it's, it's a grind. I mean, you go offshore for three days and you know, you come back and you're gone and you come back and you, you got basically a day to rethink your stuff and, you know, get home and, and then you're gone the next Wednesday and then you're back on a boat Thursday, Friday, Saturday, fly home Sunday. And you're just, it's a repetitive door, um, to where you're, you're doing that constantly, but it's, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror when you're tired and you're like, you know, this is what you asked for. Like yeah. you have been trying your whole life in this industry to get where you are and like, you know, you better shut love up it. son like yeah, yeah you, <laughs> you better uh, love it <laughs> you better love it now because yeah. like this is what you want yeah and so you look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself like be a man this is you and then you, know, you go do the next one so, yeah but yeah it's, it's it's a blast for sure you think you'll, you'll do it forever uh we'll see where it goes um i mean as far as the stuff that i do you know that's uh I would love to do this grind for for a little while longer for sure absolutely you know there they'll they'll come times where you know you know i want to have a family at some point you know i'm a i'm a single guy at, at well you know as far as my marital status i'm a single fella at the moment so hell of a catch yeah exactly <laughs> um but you know wanting to go forward and have a family of my own and all those things those are things that are going to definitely have to i'm going to have to figure out you know because because right now i'm you know, I'm, I'm a nomad. I, I travel all over the place. I'm able to, I'm, I'm anywhere at any point in time. Um, and, you know, I can get a call, you know, within 24 hours and saying, Hey, we're going to go, you know, to, you know, Kansas, we're going to go to Canada. We're going to go do this. And, you know, luckily with, if it fits my schedule, I can just drop in and do it. You know, once I get older, I'll probably have more of a role of picking and choosing the things that I really want to do that benefit me and my family and, and all those things down the road. But, right now the grind's too 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 fresh i mean i've I've been doing it for a little over two years solid now yep. but still it's something that i i gravitate towards and i really appreciate the opportunity to travel see new things meet new people you know eat good food fellowship i mean that's the bottom line for me it's like photos and video are super cool but the growth that i've been given from where i am now to when i started mentally with the things that i do all is because of a camera but it, it all is because of experiences that i've been given so being able to to meet new people and grow and and have, i mean i have a ton of friends and, and family members that that really appreciate me and I'm, i have a well a big reach now much higher than i used to uh, for sure but it's just it's a great thing to be able to to fellowship with other people because that's what it's about I mean, ultimately, like, I feel sorry for these guys that are in cubicles every single day. Like, yeah. that ain't a way to live. Yeah. Um, you know, and being able to travel really makes you just a better person, especially if you can spend that time outside of the United States and being able to see culture and see places and eat food that other people eat and just have conversations with people, you know, even if it's broken, you know, conversation because of language barrier. But being able to go and do those things is what I live for. I mean, I really appreciate that stuff. And Frankie really got me started on that when doing the Explore Project things is he really opened my eyes to, you know, I was doing a little bit, I've traveled a little bit. I've, you know, growing up, I went to Australia, I went to New Zealand, I've gone really cool places. Um, very fortunate to go to those places, but, you know, being able to, to travel and being able to have Frankie show me that like, this is a lifestyle that you can't have. That was a huge eye-opening experience. We, for me, we camped for ten days, caught redfish for you know ten days, 
lived off the land, never showered, you know, just had a great experience. And, you know, that was something that really drew me to want to do more of this stuff and like try and figure out how I could do more of that. Yeah. Uh, when I first got it started. So, you know, that's, that's what I live for is experience to, to, and experiences of, 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 with other people. And, you know, I've, I've, you know, shot animals, I've caught a bunch of fish in my day and just being able to, you know, I don't even have to touch a rod, don't have to touch a gun, whatever, just having an experience with somebody and whether it's their first opportunities or, or anything like that, that is what drives me to do what I do. And the thing that I love the most is being able to share something with somebody else yep. in, in their space. So that's the thing with us, people ask like, how, how's Wizzy Whitehall's going? It's like, I just stare at him because like, it's, you I mean, how am I going? I'm doing really well because right. Whiskey Whitehall has given me all these opportunities. And when we, I mean, look at, we met, you, you know, we're hanging out here right yeah. now. This is one of those things, but going and watching people kill a buck that they deserve to kill. Right. Um, yeah. You know, just getting able to see people do stuff and meet people and get to have conversations that yeah. the average person wouldn't have. For sure. And it's, yep. I absolutely love it. I mean, there's, there was one point just kind of, you know, this world is super small. Mm -hmm. um, it really is. And, you know, I was standing on the back of the, of a boat in, in the Gulf of Mexico. I think it was like my Biloxi tournament. Um, and everybody had gone to bed, you know, we, we had somebody up top watching, but like everybody had gone to bed and, I was just out there by myself on the, on the back transom, just, just hanging out and just looking at the stars and trying and, and thinking about that moment for me and the amount of people that have never, ever had that experience. Yeah. And like, I get to do that a lot. Um, thank God. But, you know, having moments like that uh, really makes you understand and appreciate how small the world is, but yet, you know, there's so many people that don't get experiences like yeah. that and just taking it in. And like I said, I'm a huge census guy that really appreciates in the moment kind of things. Obviously I think far ahead, far advanced, but like really coming back. And I feel like that's a problem that most people have in society is society is so driven to go forward, forward, forward. And when you can actually take the time to come back and sit in a moment and think about things in your life, in a moment such as in the middle of nowhere in the Gulf of Mexico and the stars are absolutely incredible, you know, oil rigs are all lit up and, you know, doing their thing, flames are shooting out of it. I mean, it's being in those moments and what I do really just, I'm just so blessed to be able to do those kind of things. And the same thing sitting in a deer stand. I mean, sitting in a deer stand, being able to, to reflect and have thought, be able to time to, to think about things as a, as a man, a woman, and, and just think about life and, it's, you know, it's, it's those moments in nature that I, that really make me appreciate it is because you don't, in, in every other facet of the world, it's like, we gotta, we gotta get going. Like yep. we got no time to waste, but yet in those spaces, it really gives you time to sit back and appreciate those moments. So. Especially when you, when you know, you can't leave. Like I know I'm here till dark. Right. Or, right. you know, you're here yeah. till till Wednesday Let's he walks. or whatever. Let's he walks early. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's but, just nice to just give up and just sit there and like, this is what it is. This is what yeah. it is right now. And then there's, there's nothing to distract me. I don't need to be on my phone. I don't need to talk to anybody. Yeah. I don't got to call anybody. Everybody will understand in. if I ignore yeah. you right now, cause I'm in the right. woods. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, you can always send a text that says, Hey, I was, didn't have any cell phone service, which unfortunately nowadays is 
even 150 miles offshore, you got cell phone service now with Starlink. So <laughs> they know where you are. Yeah, I don't have that problem with Mint Mobile. <laughs> MintMobile.com slash whiskey. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Gus, I know you got to go. Um, I think we might go find something to eat here. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say it. Uh, if you guys want to continue, don't. Uh, I can just peacefully bow out, and you guys can continue or, or whatever you want to do. But I got to get to a family. Uh, a little niece turns three today, so there's there pizza, go. pizza and cake waiting for Happy me down the street. To her. Nice, <laughs> yes, pizza. Sir. Yeah. pizza and cake sounds good. Just, just the last thing I need. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was, it was certainly a pleasure. If you want to keep going, we can, we can roll a little bit, but whatever yeah. y'all want to do. You could, uh, we could end it here and you could do a Patreon only thing, continue on for Patreon. Could get drunk. Whatever you want. <laughs> Use a discount code. Yeah. Russell's bourbon. <laughs> Country whiskey. Yeah. Bourbon and whiskey. Yeah, we'll keep going. We'll, we'll, we'll find cool. something to talk about. All right. Well, um, for those listening, are you going to continue for the, for the full podcast or do a, I don't know. They'll find out. All right. See what we well, talk about. I don't I'd know. be surprised. Yeah. Either we're, either, right, well, either we're cutting it off here or uh or we're gonna you can still listen we might do patreon only we'll see well if so thanks hopefully, for listening hopefully that i was i was you know people want to hear more so yeah, yeah i'm sure they do you know. <laughs> people listen for a reason yeah <laughs> correct all right well that's it for me then you guys enjoy thanks for coming on man i appreciate I it appreciate good talking it. Thanks and, for uh, having me. we'll Same have to you. uh yeah we'll have to find some time to hang out and we'll maybe some uh, more we could do some hunting or fishing sometime. Hell yeah. We got to do it. another run to Burnt Church. So. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, for sure. I was in a liquor store yesterday, and I saw the saw the, um, the liqueur, the cream. Yeah, that the bourbon cream. Like, that stuff's so good. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Awesome. Have fun. All right, man. See you guys. See ya. Yeah, the, uh, the Burnt Church thing was interesting because um, we have a guy that um, does a lot of paint work for us. Like, right. It, it not like we don't commission him. He never charges us. He just likes painting and he'll paint. He painted us as a, like the big, had the big Lebowski in it. And it really? was like, it was like, uh, we really like your, your cocktail smokers, dude. And you know stuff like that. Right. And, uh, he's made us barrels on fire, but he just painted us two paintings of, I was like, it'd be cool if you were to paint. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to give it to, it. I, which Chris listened. So he's probably, I think Peter does too. So surprise, uh, <laughs> I got you two uh, paintings done yeah, by him for, of Anita's Choice that I want to bring them down there. They're, they're really cool paintings. Cool. So they're in there. Uh, she, Andy, you grab them? Oh, she's grabbing right now. Yeah, that, that's a cool spot. Um, he's got it going on. It's a really cool place, and I like that it's it's close. Oh, sick. There's two of them there, I think. I won't show the camera so they, yeah. they don't know. Yeah. Oh, sick. Isn't that crazy? Those are cool. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Very cool. Yeah. Dude does amazing work. Yeah. And he's just like, you give him an idea and he'll just run. Cause this is the one I told him to do. Yeah. And then he was like, I know you didn't ask for this, but right. I did that. And I'm I like, dude, that's anyway. dope. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. Stuff. Yeah. They're going to like it. Yeah. They're like it. That looks very October esque. So yeah. You should try and get those two. 100%. Are you in town? 
Oh, I don't know. Um, I got to go Stewart next weekend. Um, and then I've got a wedding in Columbia at the end of the month, but I do have a, uh, I think there's one weekend that I'm going to try and get back in the deer woods pretty heavy. Uh, I've got a couple bucks that, that are on my place that I've, they, they've been pretty, pretty regular once a year. And yeah. so I'm going to try and see if I can sneak in there and that once and a get, year. Yeah. The once a year buck. We've had some, you know, we have a really small track, but uh, the deer quality that we have there is is very incredible. Uh, so that you know, I shot that ten point last week behind my grandfather's house, my parents' house now. Uh, but we have some some studs. Where's this at again? It's it's in Hamden County. Okay, that's right. You know? yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's I was you know I was raised born in Murray, Kentucky. Uh, I was raised in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I was going to tell you, you look like anyone i've ever met from richmond anyone that you yeah, ever it's met it's like her yeah. cousin lives in richmond right. you, you, you guys look very similar really yeah yeah but uh, i met a guy today at the um at the uh boat ramp some younger kid is like 23 years old and he's like yeah i just moved here and you know went to cool school Sewanee. and so he was like i grew up in richmond i was like really i was like i grew up in richmond there's just some random kid that we were talking to had his gift there and uh, you know, we started talking Richmond and of course he's, you know, 35, he's 23. So that's, yeah, you know, none of the same people, but you know, he went to St. Chris, which is a, a private school there. Um, and I went to, to Mills Godwin, uh, which is a, a public school, but we started talking like Russell Wilson, um, you know, for the Broncos was, went to collegiate and collegiate and St. Chris are really big rivals as far as, you know, mm. um, uh, you know, private schools go, but uh, we were, I was making jokes. I don't know. You, you play golf? Uh, no, I've, I mean, I have, I have Dabble golf clubs bit. in the garage, but I don't, I don't like go yeah, uh, and sure. play. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's like, it's like charity tournaments. Sure. Yeah. Whenever you get that, that call. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have time to play golf much anymore, but you know, it's funny. I was making jokes to him. I was like, well, you know, if you follow Zyre Golf or Breezy Golf or any of those golfs, there's a guy named Fat Perez on that has taken the golf community by storm. And his the guy's name is Nick Stubbe, and he was in my graduating cl- class of of oh, really? down seven Mills Goblin. So I was like, we got Russell Wilson coming out of the 2007 class and Fat Perez, and I was <laughs> like, we got two two well-known people in Richmond. So, uh, yeah, yeah, she's from. Chesapeake, um, okay, and so like we've we've we, I've been to Richmond many, rock, many times. Rockfish capital of the world, right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they yeah. all call them rockfish up there instead of stripes. Yeah, you yeah. like you eat some rockfish? I'll eat a little bit. You know, they're yeah. they're not my my fish that I go to the store and I'm like, that's what I want. You buy but, fish in a store as much as you fish? Uh, from time to time. Yeah, you know, typically when I make some sushi, you know, I'll I'll go buy some some food, some some fresh fish. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like I, I live roller? in a I live in a camper, so I mean, there's so much only but so much freezer space that I yeah. have. I need to get a nice lay down freezer. So. Well, I mean, it makes sense for you to live in a camper because you're never in it. Yeah, I'm never home. Yeah. You know? So currently, my house is in the shop right now. So oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's been in the shop for about three weeks and getting some some work done to it. So some upgrades. Uh, yeah. Early. Well, just fixing some slides. You know, being right there yeah. in the marsh in Bluffton, you know, I can only imagine salt water's not yeah not great for those slides and um, usually slides come broken anyway yeah from the factory yeah, they, on purpose yeah. yeah for sure i used to so. work for coachman and uh you'd bring some stuff like 
every time we, we would do like a pre pre-delivery inspection or PDI, um, there would always be something that you had to fix before right. you could sell yeah, it. Because sure. it's like they would, I guess the salesman would come. I was, I worked back in the parts, par, parts area, but uh, the salesman would be like, oh yeah, that's normal. What We have a fixed kit for it in there and it comes with this and that. And then it usually happens in shipping, but, but it, the reality is they're just junk. Yeah. Yeah, no, they really are. I mean, I, in going into it, I kind of thought that just by, you know, I know what, what's, what's really good quality and what's not, but it's, uh, my camper is, you know, it is what it is. It just, it gives me a shelter to, to yeah. know I have a place to, to lay my head if I need it. So we've thought about it. Like if we moved to Kentucky, getting some acreage and just putting a, yeah. like a house that needs to be remodeled sure. and be in a camper, for living the time a camper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad way to live. I mean, there's, you know, with COVID, everybody was jumping to to try and do something like that. So, um, you know, I was my I was just very fortunate. And my cousin had a piece of land um, that already had the amenities, and I was able to just go buy one and and kind of set it up and put it out there. So, yeah. um, but you know, I wake up to the sunrise of the marsh when I'm there in the mornings, and it's it's all I need. I mean, with the amount of opportunity I get, thankfully to to travel. You know, I'm a huge extrovert, but, you know, as an extrovert, I need my introvert at times, too. So being able to, to have to call that home base and go hide out for a couple of days before our next event or, you know, whatever, it's, uh, I love the fact that I'm, I'm there. So Bluffton's yeah. a good town, too, as, as you know. I like Bluffton. Uh, it's a cool spot. So yeah. it's a lot, it's growing for sure, but it's, uh, it's nothing like Charleston. I mean, I, I didn't know how long it was going to take me to go seven miles to get over Dude. here. It took me 45 minutes to get here for the most part, I guess. So. It's unreal, isn't it? The traffic here is yeah. some kind of crazy. It's I don't, crazy. I don't know how it's, I mean, you're talking about that guy just moved here. That's me every day. Every day I, I meet somebody that just moved here. I know. And I'm like, every day. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good welcome. <Thanks. laughs> yeah. 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 Sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I wanted to move here years ago and you know, I never did, but, um, yeah, I just, I'm glad I did. I mean, I would love, you know, living here if I had made that move when I, you know, when I was thinking about it, but I love being an hour and a half away. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I could come in here and hang out with all my friends. And I think and, when the market exploded, you would have probably sold and left if yeah, you lived here. Probably so. Yeah. yeah I probably would have. A lot of people did, man. A lot of people left. Yeah. I believe it. Which is crazy that all these people that are moving here now, it's all, it's like, you almost want to tell them like, Hey man, you missed it. Yeah. You're like two years too it's not late. The same. Yeah. They're not making documentaries about this nope, place anymore. It's over. Being the greatest place to live on. It is over. <laughs> it's been, it's ruined yeah. now. I mean, it's, oh, I mean, yeah. it truly is it really not is. what it used to it be. It takes forever to get anywhere. Yes. It's yeah. terrible. It's crazy. I mean, it might be, it might as well be a little Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, with how long it takes you to go a couple miles. Yeah. Atlanta's still Atlanta, but. You know, what's uh, funny is like the people don't even. They don't even look the same anymore. Like if you drive that down King Street, like I did yeah. it today. I drive down six. So sometimes the traffic is bad, and I'll just cut through. Just like if I'm going to sit in traffic, I might as well look at People downtown. Watch, yeah, yeah. And uh, I went down there today, and I'm looking around. I'm like, there isn't a single person from Charleston on the road right yeah. now. Not one. Yeah, it's it's. Uh... I don't know. There's a lot of people just moving out of their states, yeah, to come ruin our states for the most part. So, but... well, it's like just a bunch of like. Huh. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's fat people that, yeah. <laughs> that, that with crazy looking hair and, yeah. and and all that shit and it yeah yeah it's uh 
we had a lady today. I don't know, you know, I'm not saying like whether she's one way or the other, but we were kind of slow putting by this dock, her docks on the backside of Kiwa. And uh, she comes barreling out and is like yelling at us for going too fast by her dock. And she's like, look at the sign. And like she has a sign on her dock, yeah. but like there's no signs anywhere, anywhere else. else. And she's like, obey the sign. And we're like, is that just posted? Like, I mean, I know it's posted on your dog. But is but it like, a DNR sign? Right. Is this an actual no, no wake yeah, zone? I don't no. think it is. But she was yelling at us. So, yeah. I, I bet know. she does that all day. Just runs Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Her and people. her husband were sitting outside. We found when we came back by, we were going real slow. So she was like, thank you. But he was sitting up there, and I think he was just like sending the watchdog down to yell at people as they drove by. I don't what, know. A, what a way to live. Crazy. So to be like, you're that bored. It's like, what do you want to do today? Let's go sit on our dock and yell at yell people. Yell at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it, I love like visiting here. Um, you know, I, I lived in Columbia for so long and, you know, I always wanted to kind of move out of Columbia, but Columbia is a cool place to be centrally located. Um, as far as like, you can be in the mountains in yep. an hour and 45 minutes. You can be down here in an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. And, so it's just it was a really good spot to to be able to bounce back and forth but you know the fishing in columbia is really great uh, i mean obviously you have lake murray there but the, the river systems that run through columbia are are fantastic so that was what really kept me there as well as this opportunity to, to get on good fish um back on back in the day when i lived there but that's the hardest part about being here is like if you want to run up to greenville i mean it's, it's four hours yeah it's, it's a, a long drive for sure everything yeah. in south carolina is at least two hours away from oh, charleston wait. yep yep for sure people are like oh i'm in wherever where are you and i'm like pick a city yeah it's a minimum of two hours right for sure because yeah. there's nothing north or south of us i mean the next north what i don't know if georgetown even counts but that's an hour yeah it's an hour and a hour hour and a half to georgetown yeah, yeah. and then south and you'd be in you'd be in Bluffton, Savannah. Yeah. You'd be in Savannah in two hours from yeah. here. Um, but yeah, I mean that's why I love where I live now in Bluffton is that you know Savannah. I live further south than the town of Bluffton. Uh, I live more near you know Palmetto Bluff, um, and that is just the easiest little scoot down to Savannah Airport. You know, yeah, I've got to jump. You know, obviously between the only two major airports is well, there's Charleston, but you know, I still have to either go to Charlotte or I have to go to Savannah from Columbia or Savannah. But the fact that Savannah Airport is like 28 minutes from my house, you know, being able to. Is that a major airport? It's not a major airport, no. So that's what I'm saying. You you know, either you're flying Delta or you're flying yeah. American. And if you're flying American, you're going to Charlotte yeah. typically. And if you're flying you know, Delta, you're going to Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. So, that's but, pretty much the way it is. Yeah, out of here. Yeah, out of yeah. here too. So this, y'all are certainly a little bit bigger than, than Savannah for sure. It's it's nice to be able to to have that, and then you know even when I lived in Columbia, it was nice because the airport wasn't that far away either. But um, you know you take some country back roads to to get to the airport in Savannah. But you know I spend a lot of time in in Florida, so you know I'm you know I'm five hours from Stewart, and I spend a lot of time in Stewart sail fishing and and doing all that. So you know you can you can be down there in a, you know no time. So. It is nice to be. I do like Florida. It's we've been like rolling around ideas of where where you know if we're gonna leave where we're going, but it's been like Florida, Kentucky, or like Mexico. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but it is two of those are I guess our beach um, beach desires, and one would be the mountains. But like if I think if we go to Kentucky, you know, like we're done. It's 
we're gonna live on a just stay there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Well, we'll just be hermit crabs. Like it's right. over. We're never gonna. You know, you'll never see me again. Right. It's just like, not, yeah. just, I'm gonna hunt. I'm gonna build like forts and log cabins yeah. and shit on my property and and grow corn and have horses. You know, <laughs> <laughs> make your own moonshine. Yeah, make yeah. my own moonshine. Yeah. No, I think Kentucky would certainly. Like one of my good friends, Jeff Rosser, he used to live here in Charleston, and um, he moved to outside of Lexington. Yeah, uh, that's where we would be going outside of country. And it is, uh, yeah, he he paints fences, and yeah, I mean, it is funny too. Like, oh, you know who he is? Uh, yeah, yeah. So he paints fences and does all that, and he, and his um, wife Jessica's into horses, and which is perfect for you know her and and. You know, they, they board horses and do all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that area, you know, I haven't spent, I was born in Kentucky, Murray, Kentucky, and lived there for five years. But, you know, I've never really spent a ton of time in Kentucky. And Kentucky is an absolute gorgeous state. I love it. Um, especially that, that horse country yep. that is outside of Lexington. It's the west of Lexington is, is like Jackson County is kind of where, oh, yeah. where we're looking. Unbelievable. The David Boone National just, Forest, yeah, massive. And then you got, you know, you've got all the bourbon that you want right yeah. there. And they got elk there too. There's yeah, elk. They got elk there. Yeah. It's yeah, like a nice turkey population. Yeah, great too. turkey population. Yeah. My, and whitetails. My first turkey was killed in uh in, in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. What part? Uh right there in Jackson County. Okay. Yeah. On a in a guy's hayfield. Yeah. That turkey, man, it was picture perfect. I went with uh, my buddy Rocco, you know, camp here. It's a veteran um charity that we work with, but he uh yeah, I mean, we got there late. Like the sun was already coming up, and as soon as we shut his truck door, it was like God. <laughs> <laughs> the old door slam. Yep, I and he was that. like, "Let's go yeah, now!" Get so we, yep, we got down in there, and he he called like three, four times. His, his gobbler came over the top of a like a little knoll, and uh, looked at the decoy and fanned up and just walked straight came in. Right on it. It was. I mean, it was. Clap we were done. It. We were. It was like fifteen minutes. We were done. Yeah. That never happens. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was until awesome. like yeah, yeah. like that has happened for me like one time, and it was uh, I went down and shot my Osceola uh, in nice. Okeechobee, and uh, you know I I love a show, I love a bird that's just yeah. hammering at. I mean, turkey hunting is one of my favorite things to do. It's great, and you know, I just just spitting and drumming and just oh my gosh, just the it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, that's know. the other thing when you talk about people not not knowing what, like what the stars look like, not people that have never witnessed a turkey, turkey make those noises. Things. Yeah. They don't appreciate turkey yeah. hunting because of the fact that they've never, you know, maybe they have and that's their thing. But like, if you like turkey hunting is so damn cool. Yeah. Uh, and you know, having them spitting and drumming, you know, 20 steps and just hammering feel it in the in your in bones your, yeah it's yeah, nuts it's i don't just, know how they do it yeah so you know i love a good show um but yeah i went and spent like twenty eight hundred dollars to go kill an osceola and my hunt was littered legitimately like seven minutes wow like the bird got we were sitting in uh this cow pasture had run off all the cows in the area and the bird was gobbling you know just right in the the palm hammocks and um, we threw some socks out and went and sat in a ditch and he pitches down and he's just kind of walking, never puffs up. He's just kind of just looking around and the guy that I was with, you know, I didn't need a guide, but he was like, well, I'm gonna come with you. Cause 
you know, you're by yourself. And I was like, okay, whatever. Sure. I'm not, you know, I did tip him a little bit, but I was like, <laughs> you know, I can do this all on my own. I don't yeah. Need and I put my GoPro on my, on my gun. You know, I was back when I was early and back when you were super doing, cool. doing my stuff. So, <laughs> so you could just see him. He's like this yeah. big on the camera, <laughs> yeah. but seven minutes from the time I hit play and have my gun just kind of sitting on this ditch pitches in walks 15 steps and the guy was like kill him kill him and i was like not i was like really i want to kind of see him do something yeah and he's like kill him so i was like all right i'll kill him and i shot him and i killed him i was like man really spent all that money for yeah, for, for for nothing. no show yeah. yeah you're like it. this is when this happens yep. like the easiest slam dunk but you, know, bought, got, you bought a girl dinner yeah and, i got uh, I didn't got, even get to eat yeah <laughs> <laughs> got my ocl and got him mounted and, and all that so but yeah, seven minutes. But yeah, that's you gotta love it when it happens though, because that's because uh, there's so many times where he fools you and that's yeah. what gets you coming back for more. So. That's uh that's one of the things about going to Mexico where we're going. They, they have oscillated there. Yeah. And uh I really or we're doing a lot of driving around, you know, just sure. like going we I have got a guy that's gonna take us um places so that we don't get in trouble. Yeah, but, that's probably smart. Yeah. But yeah. he uh I told him, I was like, I just wanted to, like, if there's farms or haciendas, which are, like, yeah. their uh, ranches and stuff, sure. like, you know, I just want to, I want to see some turkey. And see he's like, cool he's like, I have never looked for turkey. He's like, I don't know where turkey are. I was like, it's okay. We'll find it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. But if I can figure out where they are, I want to go, I want to go on a hunt. Like, they don't have national forests. And so, I mean, they do, but I don't think you can hunt in there. I don't even know how yeah. you get a shotgun down there. Yeah. They, uh, they're pretty strict about that kind Very. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the majority of they, I mean, the Benelli Monte Feltro is like the gone yeah. of Mexico, uh, just because they're tried and true. Uh, we used to sell a ton of those, and guys would ship them uh, for for hunting, like you know, shooting doves down there, yeah. shooting ducks. But yeah, we used to sell a ton of those. The guys that were uh, in that kind of work to where they they would buy tons of them to to send down there just to keep them down there. Yeah. I know people that use them in Argentina for dove. I guess dove's really good. Argentina, in Argentina. yeah, for sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, oh, those white wings. But you know, the Bread A four hundred is is same same kind of gun. They they love those down there as well. Good operating system, cast operating. So, but yeah, but uh, it's cool. Well, how long are y'all in Mexico? Uh, seven days. Seven days. Yeah. Which we haven't done a seven day vacation since um, our honeymoon. We went to Jamaica, and that's way too long to <laughs> in, Jamaica, <laughs> to in Jamaica. If anyone's ever wondered, yeah, you no. don't need seven days. Yeah. It's but uh, it screwed me up, man. I haven't had red stripe and since then. In a minute, yeah. I haven't had it since then. Yeah. I refuse. Yeah. I won't drink if it's like red stripe or no alcohol. Yeah. I'm, I'm drinking Going water. Not. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Appleton rum. By the end of it, man, it's like you can't even get drunk because it's sick. It tastes so nasty. Yeah. Now, so, I, I've been to, to to Jamaica for a day, and we did the whole Ocho Rios thing, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah drank some red stripe and ate some yep. jerk chicken. So, yep, I've, I've been there and walked the waterfall and all that. Jamaica's cool. It is. I don't. I mean, I don't know. We had horseback riding on the yeah. beach and uh, like barebacked horseback riding. Um, we went snorkeling. We went deep sea diving as well. Yeah. We we had a ton of fun. We went to this private island. There was a some kind of porn star out there like topless and the, but the guy that took us there he was like you can take your clothes off now and we were like <laughs> okay yeah we're good here yeah, yeah. i'm okay yeah yeah 
It was, uh, it was back when she had a BlackBerry, like when they first came oh, out. Yeah. It was like 09. Um, but you could take pictures with him. Right. And so the whole time we're snorkeling, I see him like scrolling through her phone, trying to find pictures of her. Oh, really? And I was like, yeah, I know what this dude's doing. Wow. I figured it out right yeah. as soon as we got out there. He probably had to get through uh brick or a uh, brick break and snake. Uh, yeah. I know that was huge on BlackBerry. Dude, snake the was day. the game. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I ever played uh brick break. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was a, that was a game. I yeah. never had a BlackBerry, but I dated a girl that did. And I was always playing snake on her phone. Yeah. Yeah, she has. I still play Candy Crush. Oh, do you? Yeah. Very nice. Matter of fact, I'm going to. What, what? Do you know how many levels there are? No idea. I don't either. But I am. Uh, I know I'm over 2,000. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been playing Candy Crush since like 2014, maybe. <laughs> Let me see. My daily treat machine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to do it. But uh, let's see. Y'all don't have any children that would run up your. Uh, your Apple Pay bill, it's just you playing Candy Crush. That's it. Yeah. Two thousand one hundred and nineteen. <laughs> That's what go. level I'm on. Wow. But I've never I've never paid for anything. I yeah. did all that with uh watching free ads. There you go. Yeah. You've seen some ads though. I've seen some ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're getting longer. They're like some of them are like twenty five seconds long. It's like and you gotta watch three of them and you're like, yeah. dude. Yeah. So I just set the phone down. Yeah. 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 Candy Crush. It's a it's a great way to spend life, you know? Yeah. Never, uh, I'll play a game or two every now and then when I'm on an airplane. Uh, I play like, um, Roku or whatever, like the uh, shape, yeah, like basically like Tetris, but yeah. it doesn't like fall. You just have to place, like, yeah. to try and get all your points and all that kind of something stuff. that keeps is smarter, yeah, yeah, something that keeps your mind kind of, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I wish I could, you know, all these early morning fights that I ever have, I'm so jacked up on caffeine that I'm like. I can't nap, so yeah, I can't to. sleep on a plane. I, it's funny because I used to could sleep anywhere, but no. More. I don't have a problem doing that, but normally it takes a lot for me to, especially when I'm going somewhere. Like I'm so jacked up to go do whatever I'm going to do on the way home. Yeah, I can. I can typically snooze a little bit on the way home for sure, but you're so excited to to get in and, and get doing what you what you're planning on doing to to where I, I don't sleep on planes on the way there for sure. Yeah. So yeah but are you hunting anytime soon deer hunting so i went um friday man and you know it's it's wild you can plan for everything right you can plan for the weather you can plan for malfunctions with your bow i mean you can plan for everything so i i, I knew like tonight was the night I, you know i've been seeing these does and these and these like small bucks four point six points come out but I just, my freezer's empty, man. So it's like, I'm going to kill something tonight. Yeah. So I went out there Friday, planned for everything. I, I got there at, I left work early. I got there at like two o'clock, which sunset is like 730-ish yeah. when it's dark. Got plenty of time. Sat in a tree about 45 minutes before sunset. I'm t I texted her and I was like, I don't, I haven't seen shit. I don't understand what's yeah. going on. So um, last week we had talked on the podcast that there was, a, there was that manhunt was out there. Where they were looking for that dude that shot he ended up shooting a cop and a and oh, a cop's really? dog killed the dog is that what they had that service for yeah okay so that was right there where i hunt really like right i'm not saying near it i'm saying like right there that's right there <laughs> and so there's been cops and and dogs and stuff you know running through that property and i could tell on the camera that it, like it was screwing them up but what i didn't know is on thursday night they do uh jv football at john's on at st john's right and Friday night is varsity football. So about 45 minutes before dark, it's I hear, 
whoa, say, can <laughs> you? And it sounds like I'm there. Yeah. It's so damn loud, you yeah. know? And uh, and it's, it's nothing. Nothing, nothing came out. Yeah. And they've been screwed up ever since. I mean, like, every yeah. once in a while, they'll come out. But it yeah. really screwed that property up. Yeah. And um, You can see that. Especially if it's a it's a, if it's a property that's I don't know pretty quiet. I mean yeah. on my on our place, you know my grandfather used to be out there like all the time. I mean it's the main track is you know 160 acres. Yeah, but you know he was all the time running through there. And, you know they, you know if they see a guy in a blue dickies, you know jumpsuit. Like, yeah, you know you're good unless he's in his jumpsuit in a deer stand. But yeah, you know they're so used to to driving around that it's. You know, it, it doesn't seem to bother them, but yes, I don't, I don't have, you know, people singing the national anthem. Yeah. Uh, right before <laughs> shooting light. Right. It's great. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It, they, these deer, it's definitely, it's only 50 acres, but it's, you know, it's, it's Chisholm road. I mean, there's really nothing. Yeah. It's a very quiet area. Sure. There's nothing going on over there. So this, so the marching band starting yeah. up and singing, yeah. it's been a rough week for them. I yeah, think they're, they're yeah. pretty stressed out, Yeah, probably. So. but I'm thinking about, I got a, another place in Ridgeville that I hunt. And I'm thinking about pulling the camera from there and putting it on the opposite end and seeing yeah, if right. they're a little further away, if, yeah. if maybe they're moving over there. I don't know. It's frustrating. Well, you just gotta, you just gotta start hunting uh Monday to, to Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, yep. hundred percent. So they'll, they'll change their patterns if that happens enough to them or they yeah. just don't like it. But normally but, a lot of that stuff doesn't bother them. Right. And, uh, and I think they'll get used to it. Yeah. But just new. I really think it was the shooting, the because I know that they had helicopters and dogs and everything because yeah. they were trying to find him. They didn't know right. where he was, yeah. and they finally located him, which we can all guess how they did that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've had a a fairly slow year when up until I I shot that one. There, I mean, most of my bucks are all nocturnal right now. Um, you know, they're starting to move, uh, but normally on my place, I there's a lot of activity and. and the summer you know they're smaller bucks on our place but mm -hmm. uh we have a really core group of does that love our place so we don't we don't shoot a lot of does on my place uh, we take a couple every year but that's just trying to keep the herd in check but you know the fact that we've got a nice little cypress low down um, there's a lot of bedding areas just some thick timber we find that you know it'll like two three years ago four years ago now um we had a scrape plan that 28 different bucks hit like in us right in a two week window of the rut. So, you know, it's kind of a, I don't want to say I call it the whorehouse, but I basically do. It's like, we have a great uh, population of does that it brings bucks from all over that little area when they like to come through. Uh, we, my dad and I try and keep our food plots, you know, we planted last week and it's all already coming up great. And yeah. the bucks are rolling through there right now. So, we had three really nice bucks together still uh, last week. So they're still together. They're still together. Wow. And they were, they were pretty good bucks. I mean, probably two of them I wouldn't take, but they were right at the year line. You know? Are like, uh, I call them 11 pointers, but our spikes are all, uh, they're all still together. Yeah. But like yeah. the big bucks have split up. They split don't, up, yeah. like all the eights and the tens are, they come in by themselves and, and they're very aggressive, which yeah. is, wild to see in september i mean it's october right. now but um i feel like the rut keeps getting pushed back further and further i mean i watched them chase the doe when i was yeah. in two or the time before i watched yeah. i watched it happen like two does came running this buck just was like 
chasing around. He's yeah, and I'm like, dude, it's like yeah, September 10th. Yeah, what are you doing? Starting to feel a little magic down there. Yep. He's feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, you my can tell he wasn't a, surely fully there, but yeah. he was in it. My shot my dad shot a hammer um years ago now. It was in just a most perfectly symmetrical 12 point off our place. And he was full stank, thick neck, and that was like the second week of October. So that to me was like, yes, the big boys yeah they do get in it and get in it early um, so but i know our deer are, are going to start make starting to love train here soon but there was one of the bucks the lead buck that was walking out of this this food plot was was definitely a shooter but we do have the biggest buck we haven't found on camera right now is just this trashy seven point um and he's actually an eight i guess because he's got a little sticker a little curly tail curly sticker that comes off his main his right base which is crazy because my friend Kenny had shot a seven point with the same kind of characteristics off our place two years ago. It's probably um, related. So genetically, you know, it's it's bigger yeah. than the one he shot, but he still shot a really cool buck that had that curl, big like two on one side, big paddle, and then he had that little curl, and then he, you know, it's, it's three on the other. So, but yeah, we've got one. He's by himself, and I'm looking to shoot him because he's he's not he's just trash. And yeah, I'd rather pull him out and name him a coal buck you know if i could our family That's, does two tags a year for each for of for, for bucks for yeah. us so you know i kind of help set up that kind of standard of you know we've all shot nice bucks off our place let's do better about not killing deer right on the ear line like let's let's try and really do our part even though we only have 160 acres at least we're doing our part to try and grow the population of something that we you know really appreciate so, yeah um that seven is is definitely uh he's probably a wall hanger too but he's probably about 200 pounds he's a stud so i might go sneak in there this week before <laughs> i head to stewart and maybe punch my tech my my last tag but um, it'd be nice to be able to get it over with before yeah but you know i still have those bucks that i had on camera last year that i'm yeah. like these guys are going to show up at some point so yeah i don't know that's why i was joking about the coal because we you know we will shoot coals but he's not really a coal but i'm like in essence he kind of is i'm the coal master yeah. like when they like in kentucky you only get one you can do one buck a year mm. and so they have deer that are just fucked like yeah. nobody wants them and uh and i don't care yeah like i'll i'll take them yeah. i'll take you know exactly where they are i'll Round go over there down, and get baby. them tomorrow yeah, yeah i don't care yeah uh, i've never been a big chaser of wall mounts i mean this 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 deer here this deer here um that deer got killed by a combine and really? I, I shot it in the head with a pistol really because his back was all ripped open he was oh gosh he's fucked up he smelled like rotten flesh oh, i don't know man. how long he'd been sitting there yes. but i kept his rack because it, it's got like a you can't really see it from this angle but it the front this one here kind of looks like a yeah, nike yeah, check got, yeah it's like a weird oh, little see, swoop yeah. to it, it um a, a strong curl to it yeah and i was like well that's a cool buck yeah. and then the one in there on the wall i, I bought off ebay so nice. like nice. <laughs> i don't even yeah. I've never really been into it. I've got yeah. two taxidermy ducks in here somewhere. Yeah. But I think I, that's uh, it. I, by the time I had gotten my buck loaded uh, last week, I, was, I wasn't I was in, like, the right headspace because I had just gotten to the skinning shed, like, right before they closed. It's, like, right before 10. And I was just like, hit, my, my buck's G2s were a little bit short, so I was like, well, I'm not going to mount them. Yeah. And then I was like, just cut the antlers off. And I was like, I should at least just Euro mount them. Yeah, you should Euro mount them for sure. I did not do that. But yeah. Anyway, her dad keeps 
everything. He's yeah. got spikes. He's got, I mean, oh, yeah. you name it. He's got, yeah, he's got, got a, uh, he's got spikes on the wall. Sure. Uh, just Euro mounts. Not, yeah. and he's got some really nice deer, um, inside his house, but yeah, I think he's kept every deer, every buck he's ever killed. Probably. Yeah. I mean, well, we've got a lot of, a lot of bucks that, you know, I've, I've kept most of mine, but you know, I was really, the bad thing was when I was 13, I shot a, um, velvet buck that was 220 pounds. I killed two, eight points out the same stand and back to back nights, but we don't hunt on Sundays on my place. So it was Saturday night or uh, Saturday night. And then Monday night, and I killed my biggest buck I've ever killed off our place off the same stand. Uh, when I was 13 years old and he was 18 inches inside full velvet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at 13 years old, you know, I told my dad and my grandfather, I was like, granddaddy, I was like, I know I ain't ever going to see a buck, kill a buck that big ever if you mount them for me. And it took me 22 years of passing deer up. I mean, I've shot some bucks um, for sure. Things that have got bucks that have got me excited and, you know, I pulled the trigger on them. And, but normally I shoot does just because I truly honestly think they taste better. Uh, I, I agree. But, with They're um, not full of testosterone. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it had been 22 years since I killed a buck of a worthy specimen for me to to really appreciate, which is crazy. You know, yeah. I, I don't chase antlers. You know, I, I certainly appreciate shooting something bigger. Like I'm a, you know, I want to shoot something bigger or of caliber. And I've passed so many deer up and, you know, I've worked so hard for so many years, you know, trying to keep that land. And all my cousins, my dad, my grandfather, you know, they all shoot nice ones. And, here it was 22 years later i finally i finally shot one which was pretty emotional for me when i pulled the trigger the other night and i was just like wow got the monkey off my back it's been a long time so it always is man yeah. it's like that emotion thing doesn't i think if that if that were to go away i'd quit hunting yeah like if i didn't get that feeling yeah so. and it's like people people um like people that really deer hunt and they're like, well, what's, what's Afghanistan? Like, yeah. it's like <laughs> right. that. Yeah. It's very, very similar. Yeah. I mean, a different scenario sure. for sure. Yeah. But the feeling that, that dump you get is, I mean, yeah. it's very similar. Yeah. It was, it was text. I mean, it was perfect opportunity, had opportunity to shoot him. He came out and I had a bunch of does and fawns running around, but the cool thing was when, after I had shot that buck, you know, I, I, had to take care of it by myself. He was a pretty, pretty large specimen, but you know, my grandfather, my grandmother passed away at the end of July. We buried her on my birthday, August 2nd mm. and six years ago, or five years ago, 2017. Um, I had killed a nice, a nice little eight point. And my, you know, my grandfather was somebody that I would always report to every time I go deer hunting, like whether I saw something or I didn't, I'd, come back every day and he'd be waiting for me at the dinner table granny would be cooking some food or whatever and he's like all right what'd you see tell me about it and i'd tell him about it and you know that was a staple moment of for our family to go report back to grandpa and you know he passed away three years ago grandmother passed away just recently and you know in that moment back in 2017 they weren't home so i had to do kind of like I did the other night. I had to do everything by myself and I had nobody to report to. And I wrote a long kind of story on my personal page about, you know, one day things will change and one day, you know, things will be different and you won't have that anymore. And so that was a kind of a moment of seeing the future 
as mm-hmm. not being able to share a story with him. Just nobody was just home that night that I killed one. And then when I killed the 10 the other night, that was the first moment where granny and granddaddy weren't there. So that, you know, I thought about that a lot in that moment of when I shot that buck to thinking about that will be this way one day and the 10 point being that moment where yeah. I, I, had, I had sat there and, you know, with, with him on the trailer and I thought to myself, I was like, wow, we are finally here. Like we are, this is it. So yeah. it was just kind of crazy to, to reflect in, on that emotion of, of hunting. And that's why I, I really appreciate hunting. I mean, somebody asked me the other day what I love to do more. I mean, I honestly, I love the fishing. I love the camaraderie of fishing, but the, 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 um, senses and the appreciation that goes into hunting there's so much more um what's the word i'm looking for uh, emotion oh, yeah. to hunting that for us is so much so cool because there's just so much more emotion to be captured than going fishing i mean yeah. fishing has its emotional parts too but like emotions of nature in i just don't know that it's people fish and when you catch a fish i've never seen anybody just like pet it and be like thank you for your <laughs> yeah. sacrifice right. here because normally you just throw them back yeah you just throw, you it's shoot like, whatever. Animal, like yep eh, we, when you yeah. catch a fish like you usually don't even kill them you throw yeah. them in the cooler and yeah. they, they end up dying there yeah. you don't you don't even take part in it yeah um yeah killing a, a big animal that looks like a dog kind of right yeah it's it it um there's a lot of emotion there's a lot to of it. emotion to it yeah. i mean that's that's one thing that i just want to you know I've, I've done a lot of hunting and hunting stuff you know i film whitetail hunts and elk hunts and other things but that's just something that i want to get more into is uh is that is is the emotion of you know i i fish for so long and you know i make up a lot of the, uh, my work schedule through the summer but and then when the winter comes around or when the fall comes around i'm kind of you know like tired and but in the same light i want to be hunting i want to be filming hunting I want to be photographing hunting uh, just because the emotion of, of that is yeah. just so far greater. Yeah. It's, that's crazy. Cause you see some of the, there's a photo that I can't remember who, um, who I saw, whose account it was, but they had, they had taken a doe. Cause it's really hard to, there's a lot of trained ways of thought on this. It's like, there's some people that are totally against kill shots because basically all you're doing is you're giving the vegans the ammo because they're going to take all those kill shots and loop them together and be like, look how disgusting hunters are. And then they get, you know, laws passed that that mess us up. So I understand that. But also there's like the, there's a very deep personal side to taking the life of an animal. And I'm not sure that that should be glorified either. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't care what anyone does, but like, I just, but for does, it's really hard to show a kill shot of a doe. Of a doe, yeah. Um, and what what happened? This was low light, and they used the nocturnal knocks, that green light, and then you know just set the camera up perfectly to just and I, you know I was, I'm sure a lot of it was done in post, but to really pull that green light out. But the hunter was standing behind the doe and just had his hand on it. Yeah, and it was like somber respectful right. beautiful yeah. the artwork it was right. smart using the nocturnal knocks and all that right. and um i would love to recreate that that yeah. photo but it's like you know it's, it, there's a lot of emotion right. in that there's picture because you're just your your hands on and it's right. like you know that thing you like we are thankful for it it's not right. i mean there's there's people that ruin situations for everybody yeah um 
you know, I think with social media being the way it is, it really ruins a lot of things and makes people feel like we're outlaws. You know, yeah. The majority of outdoorsmen are outlaws, but we are people that appreciate things way more than most people. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so for, for people to, you know, to get upset over things is, is crazy because people in our industry and what we do, we genuinely care and yeah. we genuinely appreciate how things get done. I mean, especially for me on my place. I mean, I made a loin for my parents the other night that I, I had taken off that, that buck that I shot and, you know, being able to, to share something with somebody is huge over food. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for me, the respect of that animal is the blood, sweat and tears that my grandfather put into all these years growing this, this soil into what it is and then handing it to us. Yep. Um, and, and just from, he, he busted his ass all his life to just make this hunting piece, you know, what it is. And, you know, now me and my father, we, we are the caretakers of it and we run it and, and just being able to sit there. And when you put your hand on that buck or that doe, you know, the thought process that goes into that for me is like history yeah. and, and the soil and the blood that and the money that my grandfather paid and my grandmother paid to, to have this beautiful piece of property yeah. and provide it for every one of us. And, you know, when I cook a, um, a loin off of a buck and nobody's ever had it before, even in my family, like one of my, my cousin, Josh, I, I made him and his wife and his kids some venison. Cause they just, I mean, he owns the land with me. We're mm -hmm. all split members in it. And like, I made it for him and he was like, wow, yeah this is incredible it's yeah. like this is deer i was like yeah you know the place that we own together you can yeah. go you can go kill some of these yourself They're and there. have your own yeah. food but, yeah and you can but, take one and yeah. eat on it for months yeah especially me <laughs> yeah like, you know a single guy that's why I, I typically give a lot of it away but um you know just just the thought process and the and the appreciation i have for for that i know that everybody else your your real hunter your yeah. your real nature you know, hunting, even fishing, like we all appreciate the same thing. Um, but we all have our own reasons on why we appreciate things. And for me, you know, eating something off of my family's land, my land, it, you couldn't pay me any amount of money to change yeah. you know, that opportunity for me. That's what, so, I don't know how people view hunters like, um, like the Bambi movie, you know, yeah. it's like, but if you think about it, like all the hunters I know, this is my, usually my litmus thing is like, would you, would you, would you abuse a dog? Right. right. So think about all the hunters, you know, would any of them go out there and beat a dog like to the inches of its life and yeah. abuse a dog? Yeah. No, because they love animals right. and like yeah. us killing deer doesn't mean that we're, you know, let's put on some red face paint and devil horns and go out right. here and mutilate animals. Yeah. I mean, that's not, yeah. We try to make it as quickly as possible and but you but know there's always a one a small percentage that ruins it for everybody yeah, else or anything that you do and i think a lot of it is the people just trying to be funny yeah and uh, for instance want to get likes black rifle um was it black rifle whoever somebody put i'm sure you saw it they had a minigun and they were out there killing hogs it's disgusting yeah bothers me right. i know that they're invasive i'm not an yeah. idiot <laughs> i know they got to be killed i know we got to kill them all yeah but to run through there with a fully automatic machine gun and just winging some, I mean, you don't know that, that was I, good shot placement. Yeah. I think I did see that video. It just bothers I, me. It was I don't night, like it. it. Yeah. Running. yeah. Yep. I just don't like yeah. it because now you have animals that are a hundred percent suffering. 
And, and I mean, yeah. I get it. They're invasive. They got to go. I'm fine. Yeah. Kill them all. Don't yeah. care. But um, things like that, that's, that gives us a bad, it makes us look really bad sure. when people are out there doing that. Yeah. It's, and I've had, it's been sent to me so many times, like how much fun does this look? And it's like, doesn't yeah. man, yeah. like respectfully, for sure. it's it doesn't right. look fun. And then they're like, well, it's an invasive species. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm cool with killing them. Right. Just not that way. Yeah. But, but it's, I don't know. There's so many, so many things. And, and that's one thing too, is like we were getting pushed out so far into different ways in the, in our public land situation and everything. It's like, we really got to band together yeah. Um, because you know, we're, we're all we got. They're know? louder than we are. Absolutely. And we're giving them ammo to Absolutely. be that loud. That's, yeah. that's the, that's the, that's the thing. That's the take home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all for clicks. So mm -hmm. there's a, there's a fine line for everything, but that is certainly, a really big fine line yeah there, so i don't know are you hungry man let's go do it let's go get something to eat yeah. i'm starving yes my yes sir right. this lady's probably like y'all two jibber jammers let's roll she likes it yeah she actually listens to all of our podcasts and she'll uh she'll give me notes on it nice that's good yeah it's nice to have home support you absolutely know? Yeah. yeah she yeah. probably listens better than you do so it's yeah pretty, yeah it's funny man because we've been the way, when we do these we'll do this and we'll wrap it up but I like we never really did them to see if people would listen. It, so like when you find out people do listen, it's always it's always blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Just blows my mind. Uh oh yeah, I was listening the other day or I'll get feedback of like, hey, your uh entry music is way too loud. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you're like, ah shit, yeah, I forgot yeah. to normalize, yeah. I forgot to hit the right. you know, control, I forgot to hit so G and drop it to it, minus yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. I didn't uh you know. But all right, well That's let's do something. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been on too many podcasts. I mean, one that I did was Rutten rut and river pursuits i think those guys are out of like new jersey or pennsylvania and that was so long ago um so i appreciate being on this one oh, absolutely guys, dude anytime sure. anytime yeah. i think we've we've been trying to make this happen for quite some time yeah, now, it's been so. a minute for yeah. sure so yeah. i'm glad that i was in town especially because you just texted me out of the blue i I mean, you hit me up at like 12 o'clock. I just was just I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like we gotta do this and i was like actually you do it monday probably yeah yeah, yeah so. what it was was those paintings yeah the, the guy it? had given those to gus and i and i was like you're thinking about bluff yeah and i was thinking about yep and i was thinking you came to mind immediately and i was like shit i haven't i was wondering if he's even back yet and yeah. then i saw you had posted something on instagram earlier yeah. and i was or in your story and i was yeah. like he must be back yeah I'm, I was like let me shoot him a message real quick yeah, yeah. i'm back doing things so oh, yeah. i'm glad we finally got to get get this done so. same same thanks for coming on i appreciate it thanks everybody for listening absolutely we're gonna get something to eat so. let's do it yeah all right have a good day we'll see you later This Monday's Within to the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.